0: Yeehaw, partners, it's a brand new podcast. I'm heading to Austin this week. I can't wait. I leave out a Sunday and I show up at old Thomas house. We're doing a two bears, one K from Austin. I can't wait to tell you all is this character. This character is working. I think I kind of liked it. This is a badass cowboy hat. Let's be very candid right now. This cowboy hat is the tits. And by the way, I have the biggest head in the world. They have the hardest time finding this cowboy hat for me. This is a cowboy hat I, I used when I ran uh, Buffalo um, through uh, from one fucking place in Texas to another fucking place in Texas. Show the feather. Look to your right. Your other right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about wearing it to Austin this I can't wait to go see Tom in Austin. Better yet, I am at the Park Theater at the MGM in Vegas this weekend, Saturday night. Saturday night in Vegas. I can't fucking wait. I'm going out. I wish I could get that booster shot. Oh, I would love to get that Johnson and Johnson booster shot. Everyone's talking about how fucking bad it is. I take it out and I go fucking. I tell you what I do. First thing I do, go to Olympic Gardens in Vegas. I go to a strip club. I haven't been to a strip. Well, I haven't been to a strip club forever, but that's where you really test out a fucking booster shot. <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, Vegas this Saturday night, uh, MGM at the park at the Park Theater. I think I'm saying it right. Uh, See me in Vegas. Go to burt, burt, burt for tickets. And then the tour starts, by the way, I should say all of this. The tour starts October 6th, Montgomery, Alabama, Augusta, Georgia, Charleston, West Virginia. This is when you know I'm on tour, when I can recite my tour dates by just going through and telling you where I'll be off the top of my head. Uh, Atlanta, Cobb Energy Center. Uh, We have two shows that Sunday night. And then we go into, uh, let's see how good I am. Cedar Rapids with milwaukee uh sioux city peoria jacksonville tampa orlando uh tallahassee i i got um fort myers um hollywood hollywood uh hollywood florida uh jacksonville tampa fucking come on anyway i'm on tour i can't fucking wait i can't fucking wait it's funny man i am so much in tour mode right now after doing uh, Red Rocks, I'm ready to go. I am ready to go. I've been writing nonstop. I've been journaling. For all of you asking, I know that uh, you well, you haven't heard that episode of Two Bears One Cave yet. Anyway, I I, I don't talk about it on this, but uh, I have a. We talk about me having a little bit of a <laughs> meltdown in an airport on the next weekend. Two Bears One Cave, and just so you know, I am in therapy. So <laughs> we're all good, everybody. There's a smile and a bounce back in this kid's step uh today's episode is a great one we've got a lot of podcast sponsors today thank you to our sponsors and thank you to you guys for listening to our sponsors using the code to support them today's podcast is a great podcast and it's one i should have done when the cabin came out but i couldn't because of covid reasons today's guests from rotten science which is our production company are the producers director and producer of uh both producers but directors of uh of my show the cabin on netflix which is currently still streaming check it out Uh, uh, everyone that has seen it has enjoyed it and i I think you'll enjoy it if you haven't seen it you'll really enjoy it it'll catch you off guard it's fun it's irreverent and we talk about that this episode we talk about that and we talk in detail about something i feel like doesn't get enough credit and that is uh my buddy ari shafir we talk about this is not happening we go into great detail about about a little bit about Ari about we talk about this is not happening and how just kind of how pivotal that was for stand-up and how that kind of changed the landscape of how stand-up was viewed on the internet because Ari was very very litigious about how he wanted that project um done it's a really great project if you listen to this then go listen to the episode Tom did with Roy Wood it's pretty interesting because I just listened to the one Tom did with Roy Wood on Two Bears One Cave but we talk about the cabin we talk about um we do talk about the Kelly Cuoco Miss Pat stuff we talk about uh, the creation of that show and how we got that show and how we made that show and the hiccups of making that show. And we laugh throughout it. We talk about um, Nikki and Caitlin and we talk about enema. Nikki and Caitlin and we talk about the coffee enema. Uh-huh. And we talk about Donnell and Miss Pat and Anthony Anderson and my Rolfer. And we, t- we talk about all the episodes. I'm pretty sure weed break. Yeah, we, t- we. Yep. I think Matthew smokes a little bit of a blunt. Mm-hmm. I don't think. That, well, I'm telling any secrets out of school. We're all in Hollywood. We could do whatever the fuck we want. Um, but we do, but, but I think what's really interesting about this episode, and I think you guys will really enjoy, is just kind of coming clean about, because uh, they were a part of This Is Not Happening, or at least Jeff Tomzik was a part. I don't think Matthew was, was a part of This Is Not Happening. And they were also the guys that were about to produce Ari's special when Ari got in that little dust up online where he, told, he tweeted someone savory things about certain celebrities and we talk about uh we were working together when that happened I think there was a period where Ari thought whatever he thought I don't know we it doesn't matter we talk about all of that and how they arrived at the certain decisions they did um to not go on and shoot the special and uh and we talk about it it's not it's not bad nothing bad about Ari I, I promise you that And if you're looking for that then it's the wrong place And I know a lot of people were bummed out that I did a podcast. I did Two Bears, One Cave with Ari. A lot of people are Team Leanne. Listen, I'm Team Leanne just as much as you are. But I've known Ari for a very long time, and I know that he has a, despite the chaos that he embodies and 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 is readily wanting to sell to everyone, there's a very sweet man inside there. And, uh, and, and that's the Ari I know. And that's why we had a great Two Bears, One Cave. So if you haven't seen that, go check that out. And if you're Team Leanne, hey, listen, I got gotcha. you. And if you're mad about that, I, I understand that too. Um, but this is a great podcast. It's a really fun podcast with two guys I worked with for a, for over a month. And we talk about how we got the celebrities we got. We talk about, which is pretty funny. And and we just talk about the making of a TV show. And this one is is really important because it, it shows you just how many people it takes to raise a barn when it comes to Hollywood. We You know, the people at Netflix that were helpful these guys mike gibbons um todd garner we go through everyone and we talk about kind of just how it happened and how we made it so i think you're gonna enjoy it if you enjoyed the cabin you're gonna love this podcast and if you like this is not happening you're gonna love this podcast and if you like me well you know that i probably talk over everyone throughout the entire podcast so whatever you're gonna fucking do um all right let's start the episode without further ado oh oh and by the way if you see me in austin fella don't look my way is that what the cowboys say i don't know i'll be hanging out in austin if you see me come say hi we'll fucking party in austin i can't wait to go to austin i'm so fucking pumped it's gonna be fun first two bears one cave in austin and by the way it's i think it's in uh makeshift studio oh i was gonna say they finished i wanted to do it i wanted to do it in rogan's studio see if rogan would let us do it in his studio it'd be fun i'm sure i think he uses his studio for what i think he's got this passion project uh, or oh by the way did you see the podcast rogan we did with, with amanda knox oh no I, i'm gonna watch that though f- first of all you know i had like a crush on amanda no- i should just fucking what am i doing i had a crush on amanda knox when she like all that stuff was going on i was like this girl's really cute it's like that she's going through all this shit i don't think i really fought you know I'll follow the news like that and then at a c- certain point time, i go like, I feel like she's, I feel like she's innocent. And then all the stuff comes out. I watch the documentary. I'm like, mm-hmm. this girl got fucking railroaded, yeah. fucking railroaded. Then you hear her on Rogan's podcast. First of all, still adorable. i mean, still very cute, but fucking so well-spoken, so clear with her words. So fucking smart that you're like, Jesus Christ. I wish I had known she was out of my league when she was in jail. <laughs> all right. Without further ado, we've got a great podcast for you from Rotten Science, from the cabin, from This Is Not Happening, from tag i think uh the movie tag put your hands together just a little bit just give me a little tea tie tapper jeff tomzik and matthew vaughn
1: this is
0: matthew vaughn (laughs) jeffrey tomzik hello uh but yeah, this is uh, this is the beginning of me taking charge of my careers. I I just was like, it was promotion for me. I, I and I've just talked about this, but it's crazy when you said when you say to yourself like I can uh, I, I know I got the fans there. I just want to make sure they know about the show. So often you hear people Jen, Jennifer Jen Kirkman always says she gets emails They're like when are you coming to Boston? She's like I was just in Boston. You always yeah, get those emails. Yeah. So I was like all right. So I'm not going to deal with those emails. What I'll do is I'll get in front of them and I'll start putting out posters and as much content to promote the shows and then all the shows started selling out and i was like all right if people i'm I'm, people make fun of me about being the promo king and and everything (laughs) but my thing and but it 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 helps all of us because it just gets people to the thing you know what's so funny is i just thought to myself i did no promotion for the cabin like i really feel like i did no press i did some podcasts but i feel like you did a ton of stuff on instagram i do too i feel like
2: it was everywhere
0: though I, i think it i think it was but i look back and i go it's the thing people bring up the most to me. They're like, I lo- like when I do radio, I love the cabin. Yeah, people love the show. I it hear was- this all the time. Same.
2: It's it's one of those, but also is is part of it, it came out in a time when we were, you know. Still in quarantine. Yeah. And everyone was miserable. T- everyone was miserable. And then you have a show like that that just. Well, boom, it's so off.
3: funny that we made that show having no idea that the whole world was going to get shut down. Do and you it was a show about shutting down <laughs> your life.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember hearing uh, rumblings of COVID when we were on set?
2: Yeah, we had. uh Remember, we had pickup days scheduled and we were going to do, you know, a, yeah. a couple pickups. I think we had three days scheduled. And next thing you know. New York shut down and we were like, fuck, we got to back these days up. We've got to get this shot.
0: And then it was like a few, we
3: barely made it. We finished the (laughs) show five seconds before the world shut down. Well, I
0: think, you know what I, I, the, the, the cabin taught me more than anything in this business, anything. And and it was like, it was you two, uh, uh, fucking who's our, I, God damn it. Why am I blanking on our, our head writer's name? uh mike gibbons mike gibbons yes and just the process of making this show was so fucking fascinating to me i loved every bit of it i loved being in the writer's room i loved i remember watching the first cut watching the first cut of me and tom and joey and then watching the first cut of miss pat and then miss cat miss pat i would say i want to talk about all this but i think miss pat's episode defined how the series was going to go i was so it was so
3: funny to watch you watch the show because you were like Oh, now I understand what you were doing.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't because I didn't understand any. I didn't really know. I didn't really know what we were doing, and I, I say this. I say this candidly, and I and I, I and I want to be protective of, of of, dis, I don't want to disregard anyone's creative input. Yeah. Because because it was it was a collective, and and Netflix was so fucking generous with notes and with with allowing us to do whatever the fuck we want, and and letting us go as far as we wanted to go. I mean, yeah. we went. We did things where Segura texted me the next night. And he's like, hey, man, we can't air that. <laughs> and I was like, hands? <laughs> well, we aired it." The, the hands? <laughs> a small bit of it, a small
2: bit, a small bit. A small bit. We didn't
3: oh, yeah. air there the were, there were, there we were didn't moments the in that where my palms were sweating. I'm like, I don't
0: know. Oh, the world we'll we, Me too had just come out and I'm having full frontal male nudity to just about everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just about everybody.
3: We accidentally made that a key part of the show. They <laughs> yeah. just nude at the beginning of almost every episode. That that just sort of happened.
0: One of my favorite
2: things was when Netflix came to the post house and we screened a couple episodes for them and because they, at that point, they were unclear of like, you know, exactly like, okay, how, you know, we kind of see what's happening, but we really don't know what this is. And then Ben Cavey, Coming and sitting there and just being like, "Wow!" I, and Todd being like, "See, there's a show."
0: Yeah, see, see, see. It's interesting to see. Like, I want to talk about how the show like was created because in what I've learned in in this business is just how important like a creative producer like Todd Garner is. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like a it's almost like having a head coach. It's like it's, 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 it's exactly like that. Yeah, a, head coach, not an offensive coordinator, not a defensive coordinator, not a special teams coach, yeah. but like a head coach to give you a good speech. And that's how it started for me. I, I'll speak, but we'll, and we'll move forward to that. And then we'll, I would love to get into episodes and what we missed and what we talked about. And then I want to, t- I want to talk about, I want to talk about everything you guys have done because, because yeah. there's a lot, I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't know how much of a thumbprint you guys have had on our comedy scene, you know? Um, and, and when I say that, I mean, everyone that is listening to this podcast, all the people they like, you've worked with all of us in a, in somewhat capacity. Um, maybe we should have started there. Oh, we'll start on the cabin. And so, um, or let's start there. Let's go backwards. So w- w- I, is my recollection correct to say Ari is the impetus of you connecting with all of us? Yeah. Yeah. I, everything started with this not happening for me. Uh, this has not, and, and this not happening is so important because that was the first time that we allowed, we got an opportunity to do what we did best, which is storytelling Unedited. I mean edited obviously but looking good shot beautifully super sexy in a fun way but talk about that if you could. Uh I mean it this is not
3: happening is one of my favorite things in my life. It was pure joy all the way through. We um you know it started with Eric Abrams and Sam Safer and and Ari who came to me when I was just a you know a hayseed <laughs> trying to be a director <laughs> and uh, and and had faith in me um, and uh, that the first time we did it, it was a web series, you know, for, for Comedy Central Digital. We had no money, and uh, we were trying to kind of replicate what they did at JFL, which was sort of the secret show, and they did it at a strip club, and so it felt kind of uh, raw and, and gritty in, in, a, in a way that no other show felt. And so, I, I mean, we started by running around town, me and the cinematographer of the first season, an old friend of mine, Steve Kalitri. Looking at all these kind of weird bars and stuff, and then somehow landed at Cheetahs. The oh, Cheetahs. The, it a it's not really club. a strip club. It's like a go-go club. It's a strange like. It's
2: like old, a Jumbo's clown room. I
0: think. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, it was a great strip club. Like it was like for uh, for our like meaning it looks like a strip club. It doesn't look like a high-end strip club. It it's, looks like like the, it's like a dive bar. It's like a dive bar. It's like a dive bar with a lot of velvety red tones. It was fucking awesome. Well, yeah. It's just it, is it, that it, where you shot the first digital season? Yeah, yeah. And and oh. I
3: I went there sort of uh uh under duress. I was like, I don't really wanna <laughs> I was like nervous about shooting a strip club and dragging comics to perform in a strip club, but something about that place just looks really uh really great on camera. It has this it, used to it anyway I haven't been there since we finished but it had this great bar from Vegas from like an old uh old casino that was shut down it's like a Tiffany stained glass bar and you know, the big thing is I had that uh that stage in the middle so we could surround uh you could do in the round that was a big thing about it to me is like I, I hadn't seen a show performed where you could see the audience in every shot you know yeah. I, and it was a weird thing when we started the comics were like they're there are people sitting just staring at my ass the whole time. And we had to talk to those yeah, audience it, members about like, you had
0: to tell the comics, Hey, you can't turn around. And like, yeah. that, cause the cameras are all one way when you turn around, we lose your face. And it, and there were people like Stan hope who were like, I don't really care. Yeah.
3: Which was also great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is also it, great. We I didn't try to enforce the rules that much because whatever happened, happened. And that was sort of the, the nature of the show, which was lovely. And, uh, that was, but it took like a couple of years to kind of get over that problem in terms of talking to those people that, we're in that part of the audience and uh, we started kind of friends and family over there and just were like do us a favor and stare at butts the, yeah. whole, the whole time. And uh, but that was like kind of the beautiful thing about the show is like, I want to get away from audience shots in stand up, which I think yes. are like the equivalent of a fake canned laugh track. Yeah, it's, vi- it's like a visual canned laugh. It's like you cut to someone laughing to tell people that this is a funny joke, which I couldn't stand. I was like, let's just have the audience there for real in a wide shot, naturally laughing, and you get it, and you don't have to cut. Uh, and that was a big thing for me. And I also like just looked at old Lenny Bruce uh, shows and wanted that kind of, you know, dirty, you know, Bob Fosse shooting, shooting up which I hadn't seen. You know, everything to me at that point kind of looked like a Michael Bolton show from the nineties. Yeah, in up
0: no, it did. It definitely did with just because what was big at the time was half hours yeah and half hours were just very cookie cutter mass produced yeah. rick mill i think produced them or at least yeah. they did at one point and it was just like get a, almost like get a a a, a stage it could be a game show stage it could be yeah. a, a pet competition stage yeah. doesn't matter get a stage light the fuck out of it give me some b- blues yeah. I And mean, i remember when they were like pick your background and People would be like, "It's an outfield, and my numbers on the back." Yeah. and, and Th- that was that was everything in, in
3: in in specials, but you know. And it's funny now everything's a, is much different, but um, yeah, not you know, I, audience and mass. I always loved stand up and going to club shows, and I was like, "Why why don't we shoot a club show?" That I'd never seen that on television. That like kind of tiny, low ceiling room where you're just you're in there, and you feel like the sweat and the heat, and it's a hot room, and that's what we what we tried to do and i you know we had uh, some tiny amount of money where i was
0: curious what a budget was for it was season
3: f- one and season two were all digital right uh yeah uh yeah at season one we had 25 grand to make the whole season
2: which is insane
3: which is fucking insane <laughs> yeah so i it was it was all out. It was like uh me and eric and sam the executive producers like cutting gels for the lighting department hanging lights you know it was like a I, we were pulling stuff out of our homes to decorate the background know, <laughs> it was that kind of it was super fun and that fun. was rogan
0: Segura, tj miller yep tj miller god I, I it's all run yes. together so many people have yeah. done the show uh, pull up pull up season 1 get get, a, get it up on the wikipedia because uh, bari reached out to me and asked me to do it yeah and he asked me to tell the machine yeah. and I said uh, I said I couldn't because of Travel Channel, which was accurate. Right. And one of the things that is exhausting and beautiful about Ari, and I think we can all say, Aussie <laughs> Ari is we're we've all had our runs with Ari. Is he never believed that, and he always believed I didn't do it because I didn't want to be a part of it. And I was like, that's not. I go, buddy, I'm in a fucking really bad place at Travel Channel. They don't want me on the network, and I'm in a deal. And they were trying. I didn't to get even know this constantly. And oh, he was like, he was like, no. I, be honest with me be honest with me you didn't want to do it you didn't want to do it wasn't enough money wasn't enough money and i was like no i don't i was like i don't think you're paying anyone um so tj miller is by the way one of the best stories i've ever heard okay oh, some sure of the best is. stories nick thune's story was amazing this but this series was so pivotal because it was built from the ground up and when you do, when you make your own thing and even with Comedy Central's input, but for a little money, you make your own thing. They don't get to throw that many notes in, and and I mean that. I think that's yeah. truly, I, truly the beauty of it. And Comedy Central was so
3: great, and uh, they they basically just let us run because we weren't spending that
0: much money. Sean and Patton gets gay bash. Sean Patton's a oh, fucking God, such an amazing talent. Patton. That story is one of my favorites of all time. Joey too. It is. Julie
3: Diaz. Julie Lillis was favorite. so great. Kine-
0: oh, yeah. I mean, Harley. Segura overdoses. Man, it's funny because
3: <laughs> so many people have done the show. Oh my god, my memory is so terrible, too. But yeah, God, what a great
2: and you know, Jordan Levy, the DP for The Cabin, yeah, you know, ended up doing This Is Not yeah, Happening yeah, he once came it in. went to series.
0: So wait, so this was season one, and it That's was a, that one. was Chris
2: Darnell. Now, right? now, do me a favor, no, right? another, Steve Steve another window,
0: Pull him up, pull it up on YouTube. I want to see the YouTubes. Oh yeah, oh, God, this is because so the view so so here's also what was huge about this is <clears throat> by the way, you know, a little sidebar. I was at the show, I did the show that sold the series. Oh really? So, yeah, so it was me, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries. Right, right. And someone else. And uh Bill Burr told this amazing story about getting fucked at a college for money and then (laughs) and then the woman who was a cunt to him all night that that underpaid him tried to hook up with him and he was like i'm gonna take her back and get my fucking 12 grand out of her (laughs) and uh, it was such a great story and then jim jeffries told an amazing story about snorting coke with like two strippers in a room and then i told the tracy morgan story and it was a it was a fucking spectacular show and then from what i hear that was when they were like, all right, let's do this as a web series. Yeah, that
2: lineup is incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: How, how can you not? Well, wow, it's funny because we were... It's, it's so oh, funny to look Ali back.
0: Sadiq. Ali Sadiq might be the best story oh. of the of all of them. It may be the best. Mexicans, Mexicans got, got on, on boots.
3: boots. Yeah, <clears throat> he is.
0: He is. Mexicans got on boots was a, a story where... Here's what's interesting, right? So as a storyteller, sometimes you, you see something in a story and you go... And this is, by the way, what used to drive me nuts about some people who told stories. You'd see people in a story who had who who found a key mechanism on how to tell a story yeah. that kind of stumbled on it but it made the story brilliant Mexican got on boots taught me a lesson in like it, it, like it's 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 a secret it's it's like an M Night Shyamalan story where you got to find <laughs> out what Mexicans got on boots Mexicans got on boots yeah. like, oh, this is my first and it and it allows you to experience prison through Ali Sadiq's eyes because yeah. all of us all of us identify with Being the first, being the new kid at school, and and for him it's prison, and not, and it was such an amazing story. All of us, all of us, every single LA comic reached out to him and was like, "Hey man, I need you on my podcast. I want to become friends with you." Like I still to this day am friends with Ali Sadiq. I love that guy. He 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 is a beautiful man, and and it was,
3: it's funny because I, I I came in from outside stand-up at that point and then just watching the variety of storytelling it's it's fucking hard
0: too to to do this on stage that was the other thing is that Ari and I we during this time we Ari was very into storytelling and I and I'm obviously I, I love storytelling that's all I do really and I love telling a good story I love telling a good good story we're so good at it and uh and uh thank you um but ari and i would break down stories and what like sebastian told a story one time It was a great story about him getting headshots and coming to la and but it didn't work and we went to dinner lunch that afternoon and we're like why doesn't it work like we were laughing and we would break down sebastian's story mm. and at the end we're like we realized ah, he doesn't have an end like every yeah. story needs an end and then what was really great about ari and I, and i look Everyone knows I love Ari. I, I understand that there are people that think that I wouldn't because of our past. I love Ari. I talked to him last night. I talked to him last night. I haven't night. talked to him for so long. And <clears> I love him, too. I talked to him last night about the thing that we were talking yeah. about there. Yeah. And then he fucking lost his mind. And then I talked to Rogan. I talked to Segura. I talked to everyone about it. I talked to you guys. Anyway, <laughs> Ari, um, Ari would then sit with these guys and work on their stories. And a perfect example of that was Miss Pat. Yeah. He thought Miss Pat was brilliant. She had a great story, but he saw that she was taking what he felt were um were open mic shortcuts that things that she would kn- that weren't allowing her story right. to breathe enough and he would sit with everyone and work on their story i remember him calling me up going what's storytelling and i was like i'm fighting a bear and he was, you don't need any help all right you're good yeah. and then he would sit with him and he really cared about this show so much as he made sure that comedy central when it went to series yeah. put it on youtube and 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 that was, that was, the game changer. Yeah, the thing
3: yeah. About, the thing about working with Ari is I didn't really understand this uh, uh, as a buffoon coming into to doing stand-up like this and do storytelling, uh, and he was so hard nosed about everything. 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 By the
0: way, that is what makes
3: Ari brilliant and very difficult to be friends with. It's it's very true. It's uh, but yeah, I have so much respect for how he ran that, uh, particularly in retrospect because there were a lot of things that I think I would have made compromises on for the show that he was like nope nope can't nope. do that nope you know da- down to like tiny details and he'd sit through every mix like the the laughter's too hot it it feels fake and you know he would just and he would micromanage things that I didn't understand that were really important and yeah. the, but he was like my mentor in how to shoot stand up from a comic's perspective uh and it, it made the show So uh, honest and authentic in a way that I got to give him entirely that credit for because, uh, you know, the way it looked was a was began with me and the DP. But then he was like, turn the lights. This is bullshit. Turn the lights down. You know, we can't do this. You know, we, you know, you can't talk to the comics like that. You know, all the, all this stuff was so, so great. And it was sometimes annoying, but
0: oh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I you but know, that's the best. We he all, can't... we all have, well, maybe we, maybe we'll go into even <laughs> greater detail on how difficult Ari can be at times, but, but he doesn't do it out of a, he doesn't do it out of a place simply to be difficult. He does it based out of a, this moral code he has yeah. that he lives by. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I, We need to reach out to Ari and tell him to call the dogs off from the (laughs) Jew special getting canceled because I swear to God yesterday I got another fucking DM from like one of his fans that's like, if I see you on the street, I'm going to, you know, knock you out or or some shit because because his, you know, people think that since we were producing Jew uh which is the name of his special not a derogatory <laughs> comment uh,
0: uh you could produce a jew you just kind of meet a jewish <laughs> woman so, so so
2: because we were producing that special you know the story of what happened with that oh i yeah. still
0: I was, have, hold on i was there yeah, yeah. i was there i mean it, by the way i i mean I, I don't think Ari has a problem with us talking about this yeah i have no idea I, but no, well, I know Ari, we both all know Ari. Uh, uh, I'm uh, sure he's still freedom, of, me. freedom of speech, freedom of yeah. speech. Say what you're going to say. Say what you're going to say. I, I'm clearly, I'm going to disagree with it, but say what you're going to say. We were wow. all there together. We were making the cabin yeah. when the Kobe tweet came out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, and that was the thing is I was very excited. Ari's one of my favorite comics. I love them. Yeah. Um, but we were not the ones who pulled the plug on that. The venue finally, you know, the amount of death threats they were getting at, you know, and it, it was oh. the skirball connected to NYU. They pulled the plug. Yeah. And so then we were left with like, Hey, what can we do? But I think his fans, when they saw that it was no longer happening, they looked at us oh, yeah. and they were like, why? And I still get literally yesterday. I got a fucking DM from someone being like, fuck you. You know, really? Yeah.
3: I, uh,
0: and it, it it's hard to remember. It was a, it was a scary moment for? It was okay, for a super second. scary. So we can uh, I can I can tell you where I was. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday, right? Yeah. When yeah. Kobe Bryant died on a Sunday? I think.
2: Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was also, in New York with Ari at breakfast as it was blowing
3: up. You know, it was remember this that what was also really sad. It was, it was like a very close to where we we're shooting the cabin, and very soon after we wrapped. It was
0: it was January twenty sixth. I think we wrapped on like the twenty fourth. Yeah. And we wrapped on a Friday. It was a Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I only say that because Miss Saturday or Sunday, because I, my kids were there and I ended up walking to, I went, was leaving for Gelson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, this little girl at our house was, she goes, who, Am I right? Was it a su- Sunday? She goes, Who's Kobe Bryant? And I went, uh, He's oh. like one of the greatest basketball players ever. Really. She goes, He's dead. And I went, What? She goes, He's dead. You want to know what? You want to know that? And I was like, No. I walk out of my house. Do you know who then texted me? Don the Rolfer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, I haven't talked. I, ta- I hadn't talked to the guy in what eight years before we did this episode. Oh, really? We did the episode. I didn't talk to him again. Then he texted me that day and he goes, Kobe died. Don the Rolfer. And I go, and then I'm like, what? And then I went to Gelson's and I watched, I watched uh people receive the news on their phone. It was really bizarre mm-hmm. to watch people go, What the fuck? And I was just walking around looking at people, pull up their phones and go, Holy shit. Whoa! And it yeah. was kind of crazy, and then I got back. I got on the treadmill, and that's when I saw Ari's tweet, and I was like, "And but, and look, all of us can say what you want to say about it. It was not. It was. It was not off brand. That was what he no. did. That was what he did. Yeah. And by the way, he also very much hated the Lakers. And so, like, there was. So, I don't think I know for a fact I wasn't blown away by the severity at the time. I was just like, "Oh, that's Ari," and then. I don't think he was expecting the blowback that
2: it got it by any means, ice especially when you're sh- or
0: iced tea shared it, I think.
2: Yeah. Especially oh, really? when I you're, didn't
3: even know. I, I just remember seeing it and being like, oh,
2: God. But especially when you're about to shoot your special <laughs> oh, in a no. couple of weeks. And so uh, I was in New York with him. We had just been at the venue when the TMZ article dropped. So that's when I was with him in New York at breakfast and the TMZ article dropped. And I went, this is not good.
0: Well, um, I'll tell you what I didn't do. And by the way, this is the only thing I can be accountable for. Um, I did not go to bat for him. I did not. I called him the day of, I called him the day after. I We went to work on Monday. You were back on Monday. Yep. We were all in the room on Monday. Yeah. And then he believes I didn't, at, at one point, and we've talked about this a lot, he believes I never called him again for like a month, which is inaccurate. I, I did call him because I called him. After being with you guys and you guys are like, I think we're going to have a problem making this special. Yeah. I remember at one point he, he blamed me for cancel privately. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this publicly, but I can fucking, I'm, I'm cool with talking. We about all love, it. Yeah, we all love he knows but yeah, at one point, cause I he was very emotional about anything. it. And he was like, you canceled my special. And I was like, I canceled your special. I'm not even, producing I think he your was
2: special. just, w- 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 he, he had worked so hard and, and it was,
0: it's such a great special so fucking good. It's That's so why I'm funny. so
2: upset about it. But honestly, it, the venue pulled out. And there was yeah. not, I mean, it, t- it took us so long to find that venue to begin with. Um, but that's what really finally killed it. It was a really, it was. It was on life support as it was. And then when the venue pulled out uh, and they were just concerned, they were getting death threats. One, we,
3: one of the hardest, one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with in, in standup is that, old thing. I, you know, when we were, I was just wandering around in the post-production office for the cabin, talking to Ari and he was pretty pissed at me. Um, as I well. remember.
0: I remember all of that. I remember yeah. being there, and I remember. I, I mean, I remember Netflix making mention is already mentioned in the cabin at all, and and he had been, and they oh, really? pulled his name out. Yeah. and we were like, I was like, it doesn't. Oh God, sound I didn't right. even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I said, I say to someone, and it it rubs me so wrong. It rubs me so wrong. I didn't, but it, I say to someone at the time, I go. Um, Oh, yeah, I do this thing Sober October with my buddy Joe Rogan, Tom Segura. And you can hear me about to say another name. And then I just change things. And I mean, it was but it was like it was such a big fucking deal to to the industry. I mean, managers calling agents, calling everyone in the business. And by the way, no coronavirus. So everyone's in the office. Everyone's around each other. And I remember you guys dealing with it. And I remember I think I called Ari and I was like, hey, I just giving you a heads up. I don't think this isn't looking good or something. Well, I just, I honestly, uh, I
3: was so worried about his personal safety. People are—he was not at all. No, he wasn't. But I was like, dude, you know, one per one crazy person throws something at you, or you know, goes nuts. In also ruins show. the
2: show. Yeah, exactly.
3: And uh, and you know, I, I was just like, I think, we, I think we should just wait a beat, um, and 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 do it a little later. And he's pissed at me about that. I don't blame him. But I, I was mainly just worried about that. Like I couldn't, you know, jump on either side of the conversation really. Uh, but uh but you know, when some if someone's gonna get hurt or some part of our crew is gonna get hurt, you know, like you didn't wanna I was like, you don't wanna be responsible for that. Like then <laughs> then 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 you've got this whole thing where a cameraman is attacked or I don't know, some crazy thing, and that's kind of where the venue was
2: well I think the venue was it wasn't even about us the crew us. it was about that they were getting death threats they were getting bomb threats you know things well, like it was, you can't, it was you can't, crazy it was a boycott it of was, like you can't have this show
0: and it was almost like the very beginning of the height of cancel culture yeah. of I'll, them going
2: Ari did say though and I, and I he was like dude this is going to pass in a couple weeks it, it, no one's going to give a shit you know I don't know why everyone's getting so upset he was right he was right he, now, he was right hold
0: on he he said the same to me and he goes trust me Trust me, stay on social media. Three weeks, <laughs> no one's talking about this. Yeah. And I was like, in my head, I was like, "What?" Are we, I remember thinking, "What are we going to war or something?" Like, how is this seems pretty big? Sure enough, man, global pandemic and not, no one was talking about Ari.
2: <laughs> and then that special, you know, we were doing it outside the the networks. That you know, it was just with Ari. Um, man, networks could have used that special.
0: They could yeah. yeah. have yeah. stuff. That yeah. thing
2: would he could have put a hefty price tag on that. He
0: could have he could have yeah he uh yeah I I feel like the thing I never did for him is I didn't stand up for the fact that and and I didn't realize this at the time but meaning you know everyone wants to come to you go you know Ari so defend his tweet and you're like hey man I don't I remember all I said at times was like, hey, he drugged me. Like, I don't know. I got like, I, I got drugged by him like fucking two months ago.
2: That's made me scared going into friends places or doing something like this, like taking a drink. Just knowing oh, that yeah. it's in, it's always in the back of my head. Yeah, I'm and not so opening that,
0: this can. That was my, that was my out. It was like, hey, he drugged me in my backyard. My daughters thought I got raped. Like, don't worry. And and then, but what I never said, and, and we did talk about this was it, not every joke is for everyone. And, and his fans loved, that joke and still love that joke and and I I remember talking to him about that on I, I could tell you where I was in my car I was on Riverside and Coldwater Canyon and I and he was like he was like you didn't he was like it hurt my feelings like you know and it's not already mad it's already being sensitive which is you know mostly already I never deal with him like angry really like he's like you didn't stand by me like you could have stood by me and and said like it's a joke like it's a fucking joke yeah. and he goes. And I and I said, but I, I know I already I think people took it. He goes, does not matter? He's like, it doesn't matter. We're comics. We need to stand by each other. And he was like, no one stood by me except for Mark Norman. Mark Norman's the only person that said it's a fucking joke. And it, here's my my hindsight: is clearly it was intended as a joke. And and sometimes the most horrible thing you can say in the moment for some people is the funniest thing. Yeah. Clearly not for everyone, but not comedy is not for everyone. And I I did not go to bat for him. And I and I and I didn't go. I've not gone to bat for a lot of people. Like I mean, meaning like, people. I don't think people understand is that I when I start talking about things, I'm I, I do not know the fuck I'm talking about. So it's like someone <laughs> asked, someone fucking asked me about Dalia on a fucking interview, and I'm just and I and I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Oh, I mean, God. and then you're just like I don't know, like I don't know. And then yeah. you, and then you're like, am I did I represent myself right or anyone or like? And so I kind of just kept mum about Ari. I've tried to keep mum about everyone's experiences with all their things because you do have relationships with the people
2: that that one broke me a little bit because i remember you know i i feel like i got the brunt of it with ari and and he was really upset and it really upset me because one Ari's i look at him as a friend and someone that i love and respect and and you know we weren't making any money on that we were doing it because we love ari um and i remember i had to call sam safer his manager after talking to Ari and he was so upset and i was almost in tears i w- i like um, i had to get off the phone with sam because i was so just yeah I think, that's a,
3: I think that's a big thing like regardless of where blame falls or or, or you know uh, uh all that the stuff is it's so painful to watch uh it was so painful to watch ari
0: just be so hurt um, yeah yeah it was, was, the, it was it genuinely was, hurt yeah, um yeah. and he was genuinely hurt because he was like i think partly he was like you guys know what i do i did what i do you guys have known me for so long why won't you stand by the thing i always do and like and he did by the way that was not his worst tweet about a death no and i gotta be dead honest with you i kind of miss those tweets sometimes like when people die a lot of times now my instinct is well wonder what Ari has to say like you know because he i mean he the the guy from i mean i want to like point out other ones he's done now people go look at i think he's deleted his twitter but i'm the guy from uh from uh the band on onyx not onyx uh i'm the f- no i'm the fire who's the fire you're the firestarter. i'm the fire oh, uh, yeah uh uh it, did you say in excess
2: it's not
3: no it's, it's not, not, not uh,
2: oh god what is that poingo boy <laughs> no
3: no it's like
0: that <laughs> uh there we go uh, there you go severe tweets maybe we shouldn't bring these up oh boy oh no <laughs> this is uh I'm sure Ari's like, "Hey guys, you could have just stopped it. Just ta- celebrating the yeah, get out of this Ari. Guys. Yeah, we got to get out. Yeah, of we got to get out of this so, Ari. All right, Stephen Hawkins.
2: Can, I, <laughs> shout out to Ari. I love Ari. Regardless
3: of that, like I, I, it's so. Uh, I don't understand how you can like how anyone can to be a public person right now. It's so scary.
2: Uh, <laughs> the Aretha Franklin.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
2: Oh my god
0: <laughs> I, can't. I mean, uh let's go back to the cabin. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta get
0: out. This podcast is brought to you by Tushy. Tushy is the modern bidet company that washes even the messiest of poops with a better clean than toilet paper. It's nice. Kind of hoses it down the, like the way they used to make uh the way they used to make dams and they do it with a fire hose and they just knock down dirt and you see dirt falling. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I, you can tell when you're, it's going to be a tough wipe. And when you have Tushy, you know that it's hosing it down first. And then if you want, w- which I don't, <laughs> you can come in with a to- piece of toilet paper, but I don't. I've been hands-free for a long fucking time. You're a drip dryer? I'm a drip dryer. I'm a, I am enjoy it, as a matter of fact, especially if I'm going for a jog. Uh, imagine if you got shit on your fingers, right? Say you're wearing a wipe. You get shit on your fingers. What do you do? Just wipe it off with a piece of toilet paper? Fuck no. You wash your hands. That is a job for water. And what's great with Tushy is, it just you can hook it up right to your your toilet. It doesn't need additional plumbing. And it's spraying clean, fresh water on your anus. Not bullshit water, not toilet water. Clean, fresh water on your anus. It's the sleekest toilet design. Oh, wait, they even have a full product to make the restroom. Even the best room, including a Tushy ottoman. The sleekest toilet designed to help you poop at 100%. I got to be honest with you. I can't shit without a, a fucking ottoman now. Like a little something to put my feet on. Oh, really? I find myself bringing in like phone books. I wish I could have, I wish I could wear heels. I bet women shit better than men. Anyway, if you're not using Tushy, it's all like you're in the middle ages for Christ's sake. Start washing with the Tushy bidet for a better clean. Go to hellotushy.com slash to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for my listeners at hellotushy.com slash birdcast for 10% off. After you buy and install your Tushy, show it off. Tag us. Tag me too. Tag us at hellotushy on Instagram. That's H-E-L-L-O-T-U-S-H-Y on Instagram and show them your shitter. There is big news from my favorite home security company. Simply SimpliSafe just launched their new Wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe. The system that US News and World Report names the best home security system in 2021 got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features that you want to and need to keep you and your family safe. Uh this whole house is wired with Simply Safe. It is so nice to know that if I go on the road, anything happens, I get I can see everything. What's even crazier is we hot wired my old house in Simply Stapes. My sister Kadi has Simply safe on hers, and Leanne kind of fucked it up. And now we're getting each other's, and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like we've got it in all one big group. The best is, anyway, here's the point it has an ultra wide, 140 degree field of view, so you can watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an eight times zoom. That means you can zoom in and see things clearly, like little little faces or little license points in case anything happens to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on that what's going on in the day. Remember when I did that promo video for Two Bears, One Cave, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and those guys broke into this house? Yeah. And I used that video and uh-huh. I posted it, and then I slid me in also. Simply Safe. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe Wireless Outdoor Security Cam. Visit simplysafe.com/burt. What's more, Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/burt. I love Ari.
3: I miss him. I'm, I'm a terrible friend. We're not speaking to him for so long.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the by the way, let's take this page down, please. <laughs> I'm, the, uh, not, I'm not turning around. Well, I, yeah, it's it's <laughs> some nowadays you get what?
2: Can I grab a drink? Yeah, of
0: is course. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. What is that is uh Caveman Nitro? Oh it's try. uh it's uh fucking awesome. Oh, it's so delicious. Yeah, but I, I will say that that uh this um I I did season one. Did I season one of this? Yeah, yeah. season one i did season one It's funny i did it with paul Shear and i never i've never met paul Shear. oh I, I, we probably didn't film on the same night
3: yeah that's the thing is the episodes are a jumble and we, yeah ralphie may was
0: still alive oh man god um but it was such a great it was it was such a big boost what year is this it's 2015 that was
3: yeah that's the first tv season in 2015 <laughs> and it's so funny like the the uh the way this developed even even like the cheetahs of it all like the first season people were just we'd bring people into the venue and they were like what the fuck i'm not performing in a strip club are you insane and then i remember rory scoville coming to me whenever we shot him and being like this is the hottest room in la man and that was like my favorite thing that happened was the funny thing about shooting that show is we had this whole setup of tents where people could hang out because there wasn't enough room in the actual place. Oh, yeah, that's right. And all these people that weren't even on the show, all these comics would just come hang out. It was like the place to be in comedy while we oh, were I remember, shooting, com- I remember party coming down. Back. Yeah. I remember
0: coming down for season two just to party. Was I, yeah. I was I in season two? I don't think I was. I don't think you were. But it was I just came down to party. Yeah, and and it that was like, like the most rewarding thing. Is like we So was I, I in season three? Maybe I did season three. three I did yeah. season three, I came down to party. Was I in that one? I was in that yeah. one, um, and it's so funny is that it was such a fun fucking show, and it got great views online and sold tickets. Well, and if, it was yeah, like, that
3: was the, the crazy thing is it felt like a club show. People would just like do drop ins, and I was like, it's a TV show taping, yeah. not a <laughs> not a club show. People are coming trying to do drop ins, and I was like, that was that was the coolest thing to go from like th- this like weird you know it's a tv show so it's fake uh fake venue at a strip club which was when we began a pretty bad idea and then it was like just a fun place to perform and that's not easy to do and and uh you know it was a lot of ari and eric and everyone being so specific about how to set the place up man it was
0: was i remember i remember uh Louis Anderson did his, and then he was like, I didn't like that. Can I come back tomorrow and tell it again? And everyone's like, sure, this is a TV show, but sure, whatever you want. It was such a loose feel where you could just do, yeah, and just c- come down to hang and party. And that's, I mean, I did that every season. I went down and party, and then Ari would do things like, you know, and this is what's great about his brain. He was like, you know, as a thank you gift to everyone. I'm giving everyone an ounce of mushrooms. And that was, was like, the best crazy. thing.
3: It's one of the best things. He's a, he's
0: a legend
3: in, in this town to this day, in the world of crew because yeah. that was he went around and handed handed an eighth to everybody an worked on the show.
2: The liability there, which leads <laughs> me to the cabin. I remember getting the phone calls for our rap party because a PA on a different show had just gotten had was leaving a rap party and gotten oh. an accident and they had been drinking. And remember, that's why we couldn't bring the fat fucking weed stogie oh, to your managers yeah. called me and said Matthew you cannot bring that to um to the rap party.
0: Yeah. Oh, and right. then we had
2: to get everyone Ubers. It like changed the oh, game, yeah. on, changed wrap the game on rap parties. I because, because, about because that. that PA, I think like a couple weeks before ours, I don't know if he died, but PA got in a bad accident leaving a rap party oh, that had been drinking.
0: Yeah and and, um, and cut to five five years before that four years before that. Ari's handing out an eighth of mushrooms to everyone on the crew going, thank you for working exactly. with me. He gave me, uh, he gave me a quarter ounce of mushrooms and said, these are for you and Leanne. Enjoy yeah. them. And I went, we don't need mushrooms. And he was like, you should. You should eat them in your backyard. <laughs> Take the full dose. Well, honestly,
3: like him introducing new mushrooms was a big game big shift in my,
0: in my life. It calmed me fest down. It's such an anxious person. And I was like, what? What is oh, this? I just text <laughs> I sent out a text saying, because I'm really interested in doing mushrooms again. Because uh, I saw this thing. I had this weird thing when I got surgery just about anxiety and fear of death that i was like well this isn't this isn't how you're supposed to live your yeah. life and i get the surgery i come home and i watch this fantastic is it fantastic fungi yeah. the movie oh yes with great paul Stamets and yeah. i and i've tried to get him on, on my podcast i want to oh, talk God, to him about I it i would love that dude oh. well your open invite if he shows up you oh, can man. come and uh so that's for the guy and he and i put out like does anyone know where i can get mushrooms and like that next morning i get a text from are you being serious about mushrooms and i was like yeah and he was like. Uh, uh can can you drive and i was like yeah and he sends me an address and he goes never mind are you okay to fall down and i went no and he went then i can't get him for you
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's such an Ari conversation <laughs> it's the best impression
0: oh, i was man. like well i, I don't I, I, yeah and Ari's I, like and I, I i don't i wish i, I wish just was i wish it was easy to explain his personality to people i wish it was like because it's like it's really difficult to explain that a, a guy would come to your house and drug you, and then you would still love him. Well, he's and one then, of the sweetest human beings. I, he's the yeah. sweetest know. guy, and, and, and his and, persona is so the opposite of that. And, and one of
2: the funniest. And by human the way, that's the other thing I is think.
0: that he's got a persona as a mean, fucking, snarky like. But it's so not who he is, and yeah. he really is this genuinely sweet. I mean, very sweet person. Yeah, who's mm-hmm. very sensitive and thinks about other people first, often and always, oh, d- always. And always. And, he, and his his whole his whole ethos is built
3: around protecting other people and other people that went through the struggle that he went through to be a performer. And it's so, I mean, I remember listening to the, his, uh, was that your podcast where he talks about the 10 years, uh, and the, and the store?
0: Yeah. I mean, why he talked, I've talked to him about it. I've listened to him. He did a great podcast by himself one time where he talked about is getting past at the store and what Oh that's that's to. what I'm talking about it was his, his podcast solo, yeah solo and his fucking that, that
3: thing made me weep it it's 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 the story i think every not just comic but every performer every actor everyone trying to get in to this world should listen to because um not only is it so hard and so such a struggle with your own ego and your own sense of self worth but then finally earning that uh of that place uh as a as a paid regular it applies to everyone like once you earn it it feels so it's so rewarding but it is the validation but you see other people going through it and you remember and you're like oh my god this is brutal yeah um and he's so he's so he's so dedicated to uh, to like protecting people that have 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 been through that and that was a big
0: part we tried to think of a, a segment we could do with him on the cabin Remember we were he like yeah. they, 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 no. <laughs> one I don't think they were yeah, I don't think they were okay. The um but we I would love we should talk a little bit. Well then okay, well then let's just track it since we're doing this. Yeah. So then you get done doing this, you and then when do you guys start when 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 was the impetus of you guys working together and and, and, and it was the Roy trajectory Scovel. of that? It,
2: it was it was yeah, with we made bill it. block and uh
0: Yeah, we made this what was
2: uh, it called?
3: Uh, good at life. We made this uh, pilot for TBS. Yeah. Well, we made it independently and then TBS bought it. It didn't perfectly go to flawed. It was originally perfectly pl- flawed, written by Dave Cole. who's a good friend of ours and just one of the m- best people on earth. And, uh, amazing script. Yeah. And it was, uh, this is like heartbreaking story about this guy who's like a, a mess and had broken up with his girlfriend and, but was still in love with her. They're both still in love and kind of couldn't get out of each other's orbit. And, um, and Rory played the lead and uh we
2: <clears throat> Steve Berg, Gareth Reynolds, Megan Ferguson, Jesus, Greta Lee, Mike O'Connell is in it. Oh, really? I, yeah. I'm going to send it, it to you. Sing, I think you would really be it's into it.
3: Oh my God. I love him. And he's, he sings some songs in it, which are just so ridiculous and heartbreaking. I mean, but it, Bill he, Block funded it. Yeah. Bill Block funded it. So I, I, was on it, and I I was looking for because we had to make it extremely cheap, and so I was I asked around uh, to to uh, a few people. Who's at a sh- cheap whore? <laughs> <laughs> well, I need like a young, hungry, like passionate uh, line <laughs> producer, and I talked to Vicky preto who uh, uh, who was at Comedy Central at the time. Yeah, and I was like, I I I want somebody who's like fired up about doing something like this, and she sent me a few names, and I met.
2: We cool. met for co- coffee at Teatro below Lionsgate. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was Vicky and I, I was doing some consulting producing on the last season of Key and Peel. And Vicky was on that, who was one of our execs on The Cabin, which yeah. is funny how full circle. Yeah, it yeah And then she's now on Netflix and um, was one of yeah, our execs on Cabin. Yeah, she's so one funny
0: of the when best you said her name. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. But, but,
2: but so Jeff and I <laughs> That's met how for we coffee. Met. It, oh, for real. I, yeah. And it just, I was like, this is my better half this like we i feel like we just kind of yeah vibe.
3: yeah it was it was just yeah we just had fun and and and, then and Jeff, i was like he i'd never worked with a a wine producer who wasn't freaked out all the goddamn time who was just like calling me and the sky is falling every five minutes and honestly on the on that shoot i was like what the hell's happening like i like I didn't know if he I was, gonna was going to show up and we're not going to have a location or <laughs> or cameras because I was like, there's no way that this could be working. You know, there's no way we can afford any of what I asked for. And he never said no to me. He just fixed everything. And I never seen someone sort of like just make the everyone involved so happy, even when the pay sucked and there and was a the situation was anybody. difficult. Um, but Yeah. yeah, And it was, it was just the loveliest experience making that show. It was, it was was uh, so much fun. It was so fun and no one was worried. And we just got to do fun, creative stuff. And, uh, and, uh, and, and that's how we met. And then we made a few other things together. Yeah. Then it
2: just kind of snowballed. And and then UTA, I think Susie Fox was like, you guys need to just start your own yeah. thing and yeah. that's how rotten science you're we like oh okay you know stop working for all these other people do your own thing and
3: um yeah and then then i we started rotten science yeah and then i had done tag with
0: todd garner um and he brought the cabin that's that's, that's how was, the cabin yeah, yeah that yeah. was the yeah. that was i think a lot of people i think a lot of people have a, a misconstrued idea of how the show came about <laughs> yeah I, I think i mean i know i've talked to people who have i don't even I, i've talked to people <laughs> who've accused me of things that i am beyond be fucking fuddled by uh but uh, but uh but it was todd garner who's todd garner we went in to pitch the machine to todd garner yeah and todd garner said uh said ah I, uh, I got a i got a french series i think you'd be great at and i was like well, a french series like i'm fucking speak what,
2: what, french? what was it called it was
0: called Le Cabon
2: yeah I, I can't even remember the french series
0: now. he goes he goes yeah. let me just send let me just and the, the whole pitch was around me and bill burr because it was it, he showed me a cut and it was like this one ca- i wish i knew the guy's name this guy in france in french canada yeah it was in 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 montreal. montreal yeah mm-hmm. he's a comedian and he would um he would invite his friends that were comedians up to his cabin and then then they'd always run into a celebrity or something crazy would happen yeah. And, and things would go off the rails. Yeah. They
3: had a, basically they had a plan to do something simple, like go fishing or go on a hike. And then it would just get derailed by Two whoever things. was there.
2: It had, it had run for like six seasons, first of all. So yeah. there was a, a huge, you know, database of, of, of just episodes that we were not supposed to have anything similar to, yeah. you know, when we were licensing it. But so it ran for six seasons, but it was also a scripted show
0: it was a scripted show and so todd and i and judy sat at a table in todd's office and howled laughing <laughs> yeah, at, at potential imagined. episodes yeah one, w- the first one was me and bill burgo dynamite fishing in a lake and we when we go oh to get God. when we go, what happens is I remember bill comes up this is the this was the this was i think this was the pitch that sold it because bill comes up uh to go fishing in my cabin we go to get bait uh and when we get to the bait shop we they're big fans of bills and they lose their shit what we don't know is they're an alt-right militia (laughs) and that they take us out back and they introduce us they show us how to make bombs and bill's fascinated bro i've always wanted how to make a pipe bomb and they're like oh no no and so bill's like why don't we just go dynamite fishing it totally works so we end up going dynamite fishing on the lake and that was one pitch another pitch was uh me and me and Tom uh have gay sex. <laughs> uh, we go, we we get up to the cabin. I don't remember that. And, and I thought you're going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we ended up Tom and I had gay sex. Uh, Rogan hunts Lee. me. Rogan yeah, hunts Rogan, me. I remember Rogan hunting you. Rogan comes up and he's just thinks I'm weak. And we wake up one morning and all our goods and everything's gone. <laughs> and Rogan's in the woods and he's tracking and hunting us. Um yeah. there were a bo- I wish I had all the pitches because we went in. Todd told it to me, and uh, and we were howling, laughing. Yeah. I mean, Todd is one of those guys that, like I said, he's a great coach. He brings you in, yeah. he gets you excited about the project, and, and and another great coach is he doesn't let shit fuck it up. He just goes, no. he just goes, no, 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 no. Like, and it's it's a really, it's a Zen Buddhist way of making producers really great producers, and 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 I've worked with a bunch, but the two I can think of are, are, are my producer over at Legendary Kale. And Todd Garner for the cabin. Yeah. And they're the two guys that I've, that I look at like big brothers. And I, I think I might be older than both of them, but I, I look at it as big brothers because they taught me so much about producing and so much of producing. I remember Todd being like, who gives a fuck? Let's go. Let's just go let's, go. let's move it forward, man. Let's move it forward. Let's get it sold. Then we'll figure well, it out. Well, that's the thing about like, it. It's, just, it's like, it's like, it's like fucking, like, don't get. Don't get
3: in your own way yeah. Let that is that's yeah. that's Todd's whole thing and that, that is my profession is to get in my own way and get yeah. in my own head and we like we were before I did tag before we did Cabin I had met him to do this other movie that he just sh- shot just finished shooting I think in Atlanta in uh, his senior year senior year yeah yeah and uh and we almost came to blows we like I I like walk, <laughs> walked out on him basically and left the movie like a child and I embarrassed to say it and uh, God bless him because then he came back to me with tag and, and then we fell in love and I didn't understand this about him, but yeah, he's like, he is this juggernaut of positivity and he, he really is. He really taught me not the sweat the small stuff like just trust the pro. like things are going to change yeah and you can't get pissed about this one little creative thing right now it's a little bit of blind faith
0: you're not gonna even remember yeah you can get i have so much trouble with that and you can get worked up on the littlest detail because you can you know if an if a network is upset with dot 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 it can get in your head and you're like what if they fucking pull and todd's just one of those guys with this pookish bead necklace just like hey man (laughs) Hey, hey, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Hey, we start shooting in a week. Yeah, yeah that's let's exactly get, let's right. Get, let's, get, let's, get, let's get ready. Start. Shooting. I mean, I I, like,
3: uh, I can't say enough about, uh, he's such a mentor to me and uh, he's the opposite of me in so many ways. He's like a father figure to me. Well, he's
0: very, him Him and I say Kale because I just left working with Kale. Yeah, They're very, they're similar. very similar to yeah. me also. Like I'm very similar to both of them and they pointed out to me, don't, and both of them, very like, very wisely pointed out to me, don't change who you are for this. Like yeah, we hired you because you are who you are. All the shit you think you may need to change about you because Hollywood want to change it. Please don't do that. Well, that's a, that's a
3: really difficult lesson and a constant problem in making anything is that there are so many details that you're in love with as a creative person that shift and change. And, and you take it so personally. You're like hurt when that joke someone hates and you have to take it out or yeah. whatever. And it's so easy to blow up a whole movie or TV show. If you start fighting those little battles Yeah. and, uh, and what, and, and there's no point in it because you're, you, you've got so much other, other stuff that's great in what you're doing. And probably those things survive or they come back. It's just, it's, it's such an evolving process and having a guy like Todd, who is just like, just, remember the core of what we're doing
0: that's what's important so yeah. you can blow up you that is if there's any like if there's any comics that are like fucking 30 years old and you're like i'll never make anything and maybe you get an opportunity to make something that is the biggest lesson you can blow up a whole project being too precious with your fucking shit yeah and and i i hardcore it is it's a great lesson to go like hey man Oh, everyone's working very hard on this. You're yeah. not the only one. Everyone's yeah. working very hard on this, and let that collective energy. You know, it's like it's like I kind of think of making a, a project as as um, as being in a life raft and trying to kick your way to shore. Yeah. And if if you have someone who's insistent on kicking, but there's not enough room behind the boat, all of a sudden you're fucking up the process. Yeah. So let everyone kick behind the boat. Don't be the guy going, "I can kick too," and you go, "Yeah, but." You're going to have to kick from the front and that's going to slow down the boat. And Todd's a great person that going, looking at that person going, you are possibly the best kicker and I want to save your legs. Okay. But I want you to know (laughs) that when I call you in to kick, I want you to kick hard as fuck. And I would be like, for real. He'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But I'll tell you when to kick. Okay. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, all right, get back and kick. And no one's behind the boat. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing good. Like that, (laughs) And that is really important is to, Pick your battles and have fun and make sure it's an enjoyable process. It should be a blast. And the cabin was a fucking blast. Yeah. I well, mean, it was the funnest
2: fucking show. I was nervous as we were getting closer to the shoot date because we were locked into those shoot dates. You know, oh, the whole thing was crazy. It was fucking insane. But what <laughs> I will on. say. What are
0: you, you were getting nervous? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, look.
2: <laughs> but what but, but, but i will say There's not a good not
3: a, a good segue not, into not a lot of insanity peop- that was our lives for a very short i love you time. so much
2: more coming out of it because not a lot of people could have done what you did oh thank I, you. Th- that's the thing i'm trying to make it, this a compliment it, right no, no, now we're no, talking no, no, about no, no. how insane saying this i'm, is, I'm yeah, telling you it, it, right. <laughs> it, it, it would have crashed and burned if it was someone else I, I say that even you coming we into the writer's so room, close. all of those <laughs>
0: <We> so <laughs> close, we, like, it's,
2: it's arguable
3: <laughs> whether we didn't crash and burn and then re and then just put up some water. Oh, we, there were, there we were definitely the some,
2: <laughs> there were definitely some crashes, uh, but, uh, but it was yeah, not, not a lot could have pulled uh, that off.
3: Well, let's talk about like how quick
0: that process
2: was. Jesus. So, was so I, I,
0: I have a hard time remembering the exact dates. The dates I do remember was January Christmas 2nd? and New Year's Eve. <laughs> We, Uh, we, we start. You guys started. I shot my special in November, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I shot my special in November. Yeah. We We went into production. Yeah. 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 We went into, oh, yeah. Yeah, That was us. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I totally fucking forgot about that. Holy shit. I totally fucking forgot about that. Oh, my God. That is totally right. Yeah. We were, we were doing that while trying to make (laughs) this. Yeah. Holding, spe- shooting, editing, your special shooting, editing time. my special, and then getting into pre-production on the cabin, yeah. and then we go we December to get ready. I mean, by yeah. the way, by the way, uh, like I'll I'll tell everything the truth, and if, if there's something you feel like we need to hide, you just let me know. But like, but like, well, you can
2: edit it out. We right? can edit it out. <laughs> but you
0: right. post go. Yeah, I don't know if everyone's comfortable <laughs> with that. But we made we. The number one thing was we should get some names. Like, it's going to really help yeah. sell the product if we get some oh my names. Oh, God, in I there. forgot about this whole process. And did you forget about? Hang on one second. <laughs> Andrew, do you have the video that we sent to the celebrities? Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> also, thing to remember God. you just mentioned December. I don't know if any, you know, for the people who are not in Hollywood.
0: Grab it. Will you send it to Halston so we can play it up on the thing? For the
2: people who are not in Hollywood or in the business, Hollywood shuts down for November Thanksgiving through Christmas after New Year's. Agents and lawyers are not in their Did you office. you see
3: that Sarah Schaefer thing about getting a TV show? Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, no. Yeah, I the said it t- Oh, God. What she it? goes through this, like, instructional process of how you get a
0: <laughs> TV show made. It's, and it's- on Twitter? Yeah. yeah, pull it up. Can you pull it up? It's so,
3: so incredible, fucking funny. It's it's long, but it, that's sort of the point. When she's like, then you wait for someone to come back from vacation and tell you everything oh. needs to change, and then you wait for someone else. To- that
2: was our biggest hurdle, though. No lawyers or agents were in the office when we were trying to cast this thing. They yeah, were, we, they were all was, on holiday. It, it,
0: well, we we, I mean, even you know, even my friends, like you know, p- things would change. Bill was, by the way. If, if, bill was committed to the cabin he was doing an episode for us and uh-huh. then all of a sudden he booked the Mandalorian and he was like I'm doing the Mandalorian oh is that right yeah I didn't, and, I and, didn't and he was and, and no one could be like
2: fucking star
0: Wars yeah you yeah, were like yeah congrats
2: that was a horrible <laughs> that was a horrible choice on his part obviously. Yeah.
0: and uh and then and then um Segura committed Joey committed yeah uh Pat committed but we wanted like big we we needed and I and I I would argue I would argue that we personally didn't need big names. Cause I don't know. Oh yeah, this was the whole struggle. And I, I Netflix wanted. Well, Netflix big wanted them names. because they knew they're they're very wisely. They know their algorithm, and they know that if you have Adam Sandler or fucking Caitlin Rob Gronkowski Jenner. or Caitlyn Jenner or yeah. or Tom Brady on the cover, everyone's tuning it. Yeah. you have a hit. Everyone's guaranteed to make their fucking nut. We're yeah. gonna do a second, third, third, and if you get those names the next season you get a ton of bigger yeah. names. And so, but the, yeah, but that was like the struggle it was
3: like kind of to be uh, authentic to you and your, your friend group, but then suddenly have these uh strangers in the mix yeah. who, uh and how that would work and, uh and who those people were, would they
0: be game for this? And, and would they, would, would they, they be, be comfortable, comfortable yeah. with like with our sensibilities? And I, and I'm, and I, and so this, the real struggle for us was, once again, this was a scripted show. Yeah. And so we have Mike in the, we have, we have a writing team of like four people. Yeah. yeah Mike right. Gibbons is running it. And he's, uh, he's got his final draft open, ready to start typing every morning. And he keeps looking at the board going, so who's our cast? And yeah. then we're like, well, maybe we'll just write broad strokes for this cast that we have yet to cast. Yeah, we had to change. We basically had to change the whole show mm -hmm. in the
3: writers' room. God, poor Mike and the writers, because uh, it was just we were chasing this target the whole time. You know, we went in to kind of make this this hybrid scripted uh, and and talk show kind of, and then we we didn't know who was going to be in it the whole time, so we just had to create a vague sense of what might happen each day.
0: Yeah, and so we we put a bunch of we ended up. We ended up. I mean, and it took a it took a, a minute to figure. I, I think for us to figure out why I was going to the cabin, like what yeah. w- what the purpose of these activities were going to be, how they fell into it, um, and and we came up with mind, body, and mind, soul. Body and soul. We yeah. came up with a forced intervention, and and well, that's sort of where it started. Though we came it's, back it's, to that. Yeah, I Came back to because that. that was a true yeah. story with you and Leanne, right? Yeah yeah i'm sorry <clears throat> i get so fucking i get convoluted in the cabin because when we went to initially promote it a lot of people thought it was a documentary uh-huh and which it feels like a documentary yeah well i sort of shot
3: it as a, a joke on, yeah yeah on the very like heartfelt um earnest documentaries that were coming out on netflix a lot which i also love but i yeah. was like this is the ups-
0: most absurd version <laughs> and people were like people were like so so this is a documentary and i was like yeah And they're like, well, how did you know you were gonna get an uh, like an emu? And I was like, I I ordered it. I think I say that in the thing. And they're like, no. And I was like, it was it was a present. And I was like, and so I got really tripped up in promoting it because some people thought it was scripted. Some people thought it was a documentary. A lot of people didn't know what the show was. A lot of people thought (laughs) how we felt. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) A lot of people thought that. A lot of people thought that we had shot it the week before it aired. Because they're like, oh, so quarantine broke down and you went up in the cabin with your yeah. friends. And I was like, we shot it in January. And they're like, how would you have shot that in January? Did, did you already know about coronavirus? And I was like, it was so hard because I did a radio tour and disc jockeys in like Madison, Wisconsin would say like, so this is, the, this is why I love you, is you're always working. Coronavirus hits and you call Netflix, you're like, give me a show. And I'm like, all production is shut down. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Like you think- <laughs> Do you think I just shot this last week? And they were like, "Yeah, you and your boys shot it last week in the cabin. It's amazing." And and so just out of curiosity, did you buy the cabin before January, before Feb- lockdown, or did you buy it right after lockdown? And I was like, "It's not my cabin." And they're like, <laughs> "What?" And it was like there was it was so tough because I I'd never promoted anything other than straight Travel Channel, straight uh, stand up, and then this product comes along, and everyone's like. Like, and then the guy's like, so this isn't real? And I go, no, it was real. Like, it's all real, but there was a film crew shooting it. So, you you know, that, <laughs> yeah you know that we've, we, we shot it. So like, you know, like at one point everyone broke and had lunch and like everyone had lunch and we'd go and eat lunch. Yeah. And he'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. It Hold was so on. weird
3: that that process is so weird because it, a lot of it was so authentic as, as it happened. And then we had the format of of a scripted show shooting schedule. Yeah. Uh, And it was very confusing to everyone that worked on the show because we were built, you know, the funny thing about how you do this when you shoot a show is you build it the way everything's structured, how your crew, who who's on your crew, how the days work, all that stuff around scripted or non-scripted. And so we built it around a scripted scripted, uh, crew and schedule and all this stuff. And then it evolved, uh, thankfully, but, uh, I think that was really good, but like, it was very confusing because we had, we had to like hit, we had like the AD that was re- ready to like shoot a certain number of pages and scenes. Yeah. And I was like, uh, that's now, it was, it, I remember, not doing I
0: remember getting to the first day <laughs> of shooting and I sat in, uh, in the corral where the, where she must've run horses or whatever, kept her animals where we had the fire pit. Yeah. I walked up with a cup of coffee and I saw like five trucks outside a huge tent a sound booth craft services lunch setup fucking cameras and wow. i walked up to mike gibbons and i went um this is a little bigger than i thought it was going to be <laughs> and he goes he goes yeah we're way heads." <laughs> and, and i go i go do we know what we're shooting today and he goes uh tom's girl is arriving at eight and i said and what's the thing and he goes well play it by ear and i remember like the very first thing we shot was me getting an iv yeah and the guy was so nervous he kept missing my vein oh and he the male nurse do you remember that yeah we just were like i was like i said something and, and we were like just like trying to figure it out and then you you were like do you want an iv and i was like yeah i definitely want an iv i fucking got hammered last night and he's like can you give him an iv and the guy goes am i gonna be on camera and we we're like yeah and he's like yeah i can give him an iv and his hands were shaking as he stuck it and I started bleeding and then the blood went into the bag. And he goes, I think I'm doing it wrong. And I was like, am I going to die? And he was like, no. And so it's unexplained in the fucking series, but I, we opened a series of me with an IV bag and Tom's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I'm pre-partying. And it was, it was, and then, and then, and then when Tom Segura showed up. Yeah. And that emu, we opened the thing to the emu oh. and I said to you, this this just so everyone's clear, if you watch The Cabin tonight, you should watch The Cabin tonight and go through and use this as like, write these down and be like, holy shit. When I, when that emu, I opened that emu, I looked at you both of you and I said, I, I can't do this. Yeah, because the show. Because in, in the show, I go, I, I can't do this. Because I was saying to you guys, we had thought Tom would say, what the fuck? And I would have been like, come on, buddy, we're going to do this. And when I opened it, he goes, what the fuck? And I go, oh, no, I can't do this. And I was talking to you guys. Yeah. And then Tom just goes, I can definitely do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, I want to do this. And he was like, I need a chainsaw. And everyone's just like, all right, let's go. And when, once when we got through the the emu, I think all of us were like, and this is the first, technically our first, first everyone is like, okay i think we're gonna i think we're gonna do this and then and then and from there everyone started pivoting and going so if we get if we get these comics together and just let them be themselves and let them experience life and do that then we're just gonna have a really good time and it'll be we'll make each other laugh and try to make the crew laugh yeah and then joey showed up and me and tom didn't speak again for the whole episode well i th- you know I th- and we cried laughing <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Grunt style. Let me go rogue, if you if you will allow me to for a second. I got my Grunt style panties. I've been waiting for them. Okay, I ordered them in Savannah or in Macon. I put the wrong address. It took It got lost in the mail. It showed up at my house. These Grunt style panties are the shit. They're exactly what I've been looking for. You run and they're very lightweight, very like uh, like almost like satin, right? like really thin design. They're very high, like up, and they've got the curves right here on your thigh. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting like, it it doesn't cinch your thighs when you sit down. I wear them in the pool. I wear them on the treadmill. I wear them in the sauna. It's practically like the best pant. It it might be the best jogging short for me that I've ever worn. I bought, I bought two pairs. I bought (laughs) mine in XL and I fit in an XL. I'm like 240, just give you a size range. And I bought a small for my daughter, Georgia, and the American flag. And she fell in love with them. She slept them the other night. They're like, the these grunt-style paintings. Here's what's great. Let me tell you more about this company. This is an American veteran-owned and operated company that prides itself in patriotic spirit. They've got great shirts, all with great mottos. They've All their gear is, is made by a guy who started this company out of the back of his car. And so... He started this company. So I think it was just a T-shirt company out of the back of the car. Now they have 400 American. I'm um, I'm 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 not giving you exact statistics. I'm ballparking it. They have 400 employees. It's a big company. And I'll tell you right now, what's great about this company is these are guys who depend on their gear. They're all ex-military. Uh, the guy that started it, and and guys in those positions count on their gear. They can only they're only as good as their gear. If their gear fails, them, then they fail. And so when you buy when you buy clothes from them, you're getting high quality clothes. I am telling you their t-shirts. Awesome. Uh, great for great for anyone in your family. Uh, who's got a little bit of a patriotic spirit, but they are these grunt style panties. I think they're called grunt panties. Fucking awesome amazing amazing if you're a man i mean like listen if you're a guy who needs to wear huge basketball shorts because you're afraid to go in the pool then maybe they're not for you but if you're a man who doesn't mind showing a little leg and is cool with his stomach and it's got some guns and some chest on him and you want to rock your summer like a goddamn alpha male then these are the fucking pants for you i and by the way you know what i look like shirtless Whatever. I love these pants. I love these pants. I can't say enough about these grunt style panties. Um, quality clothing. It's an all about attitude. They have to take an American fighting spirit and instill it in everything they do. You, you don't have to be a veteran to wear grunt style. You just have to love freedom, bacon, and whiskey. Who doesn't love a motto like that? Here's the deal get an additional 10% off your first order by using my discount code BERT at checkout. Go to gruntstyle.com and use the discount code BERT at checkout for an additional 10% off your first order of any item. That is gruntstyle.com and use the code BERT. Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leader in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are that in your favor, when you use the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls, (laughs) across the board, this package is going to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take the leap and make male grooming royalty? Two million men have already joined. Join Manscaped Movement by, look, here's the fucking deal. Man, this groomer is the only thing you can use to shave your balls. You cannot trust any of your other groomers. They've got the skin safe technology with a ceramic blade. They've got the, the light on the front so you're lit up. So if you're shaving your balls in the toilet like I do, because that's the only way you, I don't know what animal shaves them in the middle of their bathroom where, where the light is. But if you're in the toilet, you can see what you're doing. They have, this is the go-to ball shaving cl- uh, clipper. And I will tell you, go this far. That light is such innovative technology that yes, I even trim my top lip with it. I, go, oh. I know. I go ass to mouth. I can't help it.
3: <laughs> Why not mouth to ass?
0: I go ass to mouth. Ma- no, cause I start. I always trim balls first and then oh, I, it, and then yeah. I, I'm done. I'm like, I might as well take it to the face. <laughs> uh that's all you need to know the performance package also includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds and top your in my ears and in my nose i love their weed whacker i carry it with me everywhere uh and especially because my ears tickle because i get hair in my ears that tickle and they drive me fucking nuts so i use their weed whacker for that manscaped even has a bonus add-in on their performance package with their boxers great fucking boxers and the shed travel bag these tools will get your boys in the comfort zone before the game even starts Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code bird at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code bird at manscaped.com. Fellas, don't gamble on shaving your balls with all the wrong tools. Choose manscaped. Your balls will thank you.
3: I think like it was, it was really difficult to f- figure out how to make the show work before and while we we're doing it. But you know, I was, I was really inspired by, uh, you know just you and lands and your family's relationship and how warm you guys are yeah. and that's the thing that i wanted to infuse in the show which i told you all the time is that story about you in the rice paddies in vietnam yeah. on a motorcycle and i i there was something that at the core of the show was the only thing important to me and it's hard when you were like we're working on the structure of a scripted show the whole crew is like what, what the hell is going on i'm like you, you we just have to flow through this because the the core of the show is about a guy who, uh, you know, caught between like being a really great dad with his like, wife uh, who's wonderful and these two daughters who are wonderful and also being like a guy that just loves to fucking go nuts and and be party guy with his friends and just laugh his ass off. And uh, and that's all that
0: like it was hard to just do that on the fly. But yeah, well, but that was when that was when it got good. And I don't want to I don't want to show our cards too much. But anytime a FaceTime call came in and everyone was just like, just start rolling. Just start rolling. And we catch a FaceTime call, yeah, like with my dad and Caitlin or, oh, or with yeah. Leanne mm-hmm. or with the girls that we were like, we just grab and steal. Then all of a sudden it, there was this connective tissue of like why I'm there, like talking to my dad about, about, I mean, there's so much, and there's a lot of these FaceTime calls that we left oh, that, that are not in the show, yeah. but, but but they were just super authentic and it was like, it was great. And, but I think it was the malleability of everyone. Like I, like you were saying, not getting too precious with it and letting it be what it, what, what it was. could be. And, and Netflix, Ben KB, all everyone over at Netflix coming over and going like, feel, f- do more, go harder. They really, order. They really like,
3: pushed us in the right direction. Oh, yeah. And Ben, oh, Ben really pushed hard, but I think that sense of authenticity it was was frightening on the days, but was really but w- really paid off. I mean, because we had a structure in a certain way where there are like gags and, you know, activities yeah. and, uh, you know, kind of that plotty stuff. But those moments like uh, Caitlin saying, when did you uh, when did you know that you were a boy, you know, uh, and 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 you talking to your dad and getting
0: emotional and and I almost killed her with an axe.
1: Yeah.
3: Do you
0: remember that? Yeah. I was like, I right, threw these between my legs. And I threw it and it went up in the air and landed by her foot. And we were like,
2: ooh, mm. yeah, you did the no, you more, did the no backwards throw and it yeah. just went towards her. By the way.
3: But those little moments were great. And like yeah. uh, Bobby and Donnell uh talking and Bobby being really honest about being uh, you know, having the struggle with his father and trying to like work through comedy being his shield his entire life, and you know, those, those things I that's what I was hoping for the whole time, and uh, and and it was difficult to express that to everyone involved. Like, hey, let's just like settle. We get everyone fired up with these activities, and we settle into conversations that that are really real because of you and your perspective. Um, but it's a flip of a coin kind of on a day to, to make that happen. We had to figure out how to structure the day. So you could kind of get to know everybody as a group. Remember? Yeah.
0: yeah uh, right. And
3: you made that great adjustments. Like I, we need to sit and have the conversation first thing. Cause we're going into these activities and everyone's doing bits as opposed to just being genuine because they don't really know they're trying to be funny, which is their job. they don't really know that the show is more about like how this group of people functions together and what, what, those uniting forces are and what the struggles are to talk about.
2: But by the way, do you think sweets made it through quarantine?
0: Oh, it's a really good question. That might be the hardest I've ever laughed. You guys fucked this (laughs) up. When when I go, he goes, you guys fucked this up. And I go, Sweets, how did you get your name? And and he goes, uh you know. And we go, yeah. And he goes, I'm sweet on the ladies. And Joey Diaz goes, all right.
2: They don't is go your sweets.
0: I, you don't go your sweets because you're diabetic. His entrance
2: was like half an hour
0: oh, oh, walking from the gate. The, fun, the, 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 the funny. funniest, the funniest. And by the way, that's the other part is like, I didn't know how to defend that it often was like a documentary. It often <laughs> was cameras just rolling. Do you remember when yeah. Nikki Glazer rolls in and she waxes my asshole? And then comes into the kitchen and she goes, we are moving really fast. And I go, well, don't worry. Things just slow down. And by the way, cameras are on, but like people are in the shot. Like we're there. And she goes, I don't know if we use this or not. But she I, she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, Caitlyn Jenner's coming up. And she goes, I don't want to be here. And I went, what? And she goes, I don't want to be here. Oh, my God. I I, I can't be around Caitlyn Jenner. And I said, you were on the roast with her." She goes, I know. But the next day I went on Stern. And I told all the jokes we weren't allowed to tell on the roast. And I went, oh, are you serious? Oh, and no. she goes, all the ones that would mean Caitlin would walk off. I went on Stern and Told. And I am certain she heard them. And I need to get the fuck out of here. And we were like. Yeah. So there was like this. Yeah. There was like this. And it's so hard to, you know. And I think we did the right thing by just going, just watch it. Enjoy it. If you like it, you like it. Share it with people. And and I know that it was like trending on Netflix. It was the number one. It was the uh, number one for a, a few weeks I yeah think. and so we, we, we did a good job promoting it but it's so fun to talk about now because there were these moments like where we'd plan something like the like the spiritual cleansing of the of the crystals and just the oh unpredictable would take over and joey diaz would just start talking to this young girl about what he likes to do to his wife <laughs> I, I like to tie her up and spit on, spit fucking on her fucking feet, feet. You know the kind of bitch that suck your dick behind a jack-in-the-box. Now you take oh her over to fucking M- Morton's and she won't even suck your dick at home in bed. Come on. You know what I mean, Well, The Warren. funny thing is,
3: like, I I remember watching that happen. And I was like, oh, my God, Joey, no. But she, she,
0: she thought it was so She funny. was laughing so hard. And Tom and I were crying laughing. And then I Joey think. just comes. And then, jo- like, we, got make, that was the mega joint night where yeah. I was trying to jump with the axe that and was try bad to, and i was we i had gotten so oh, with, fucking that high. Knife. with that giant 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 knife you were
2: throwing you're trying, it at the, you're, you're at, trying to get, the, get it in the there,
3: tree there was like an orange tree or
0: i was like? so fucking high and you know what's crazy is that night georgia had just got her learner's permit and we i, I oh left the cabin at like nine at night eight at night it was dark i get home and georgia and i were at the front door i am we rolled those half ounce joints and we oh. smoked all of it. Joey smoked a misdemeanor's worth. Tom and I smoked like enough. I got home and they're like, Georgia wants to go driving. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I had our, our our props guy would fill me up. He had a he had a like a traveler for He'd me. He'd give you night. a to-go. He'd give me a to-go in a in a thermos of wine. And I would sip on on my ride home. And I got home, I got my thermos, and I remember I tried to write a joke about this because I was so high. We get in the car, George's first time driving a car. First time, I get in the back of the car and she goes, Okay, what do I do first? And I go, Turn on some music. And Leanne's like, No. And I was did like, we, Did Leanne know that you were so faded at that? No, point? she had no clue. Oh, she had God. no clue. She did had no she clue. she know now? She goes, She's about to know. She goes, And then she goes, Hold on. I'm in the back with Isla. And Isla keeps going, Hey, we got to like throw some, throw some, like some obstacles her way like we gotta trick her dad like make sure she's ready to drive and i'm so oh, high i'm yeah. like good call isla good call poor georgia <laughs> i remember isla goes roll down the back window to give her the old wubba wubba and i and and then georgia goes <laughs> georgia it was such a shit show that i was oh, like turn on music and then i was like and the end's like check your mirrors and i was like yeah check your mirrors and then she backs out and isla goes Louie. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck, what are you, who are you talking to, Chewbacca? Like, she's her first time driving. <laughs> so funny. And, yeah, and, so funny. and George, and then, and then this person got up on Georgia's tail. And Isla goes, Isla goes, Georgia, you got a tail, punch it. And Georgia punches it. <laughs> and my wine spilled. And I go, motherfucker. And Leanne goes, what? Ida goes, daddy spilled his wine. And Leanne goes, you're drinking? And I was like, I've been drinking the whole fucking night. Like, I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> We did a block and came home and it was like a shit show. Uh, and then the I, next day I show up at work, you're like, "How was your night?" And I was like, "Not bad." I could, hey, Miss Pat's here. Let's get naked.
2: Dude, Miss <laughs> Pat and Kaylee. I don't know can we I don't talk know about how that? you can be a
3: yeah. dad at night uh, during during that shoot.
0: It was so exhausting. We beat the living hell we out of it. We should have put you understand? in a
2: hotel up there.
0: It would have been a better idea instead I'm driving 45 minutes back and forth. But it was those drives in were fun. It was a beautiful drive into uh, yeah. the into yeah. the the hills. But, uh, and then that next time was Kaylee and Pat and, and Joel McHale. And it's so funny because, you know, and I've been approached by numerous Hollywood types who've uh, uh, let me know that I owed Kaylee a, a big apology yeah. that I didn't, I didn't serve her right by the show. And, I, and at the time, I was like, what? Like, what? And, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention to it. And then all of a sudden, as time passes, you're like, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to, you, no one wants to go on a show possibly be treated like shit by the guests and the host not stand up for them and then then just never hear from them again and i was and so i feel bad for kaylee and i've talked to miss pat about this uh, and miss pat and i have talked about this a number of times but it was such a fucking it was such a night and day group of people of like me and pat who are road comics and then joel and kaylee who are tv stars and just the not seeing eye to eye on almost anything and 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 it was it was it was, and and then we started drinking whiskey.
2: Yeah, that, that the, was that's no problem. where you started, you just, went to the next level. You gave everyone so
0: much whiskey. Oh my god, dude,
2: that guy was doing big pours. Those were not little pours. That guy
0: Those was gorgeous pours. too, with his braids and his cowboy hat. His cowboy hat. I remember ah. he just appeared out of nowhere. And everyone was Dana Gould. Dana Gould hit, hit me up. And he's like, "You're drinking my girlfriend's whiskey," and I was like, "What?" By the way, I have. They sent Dana Gould sent me a bottle of that whiskey. 'Cause he's like, you liked it? And then he just dropped off a bunch of bottles of it. Can you um, smoke in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, smoke. Yeah, sure? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, and so he um it was really fucking it was really, really fascinating um to watch that break down. And and you guys are probably more privy to like how people were feeling. I was in the moment. Well, wait, I mean honestly I was worried a Honestly, bit. we've
3: we fucked up. We 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 didn't, I mean, because we didn't know. What the show really was, yeah. Um, uh, Kaylee
2: and everyone. Door.
0: I, might, I, might I won't smoke.
2: I won't smoke.
0: You sure? Yeah. What are you smoking weed? Oh, you can definitely smoke weed. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent smoke weed. No one gives a fuck if you smoke weed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it.
2: <laughs> well, this brings back. It triggers certain things when we start talking about the things yeah, that really crazy. that really made me Wait, sweat we, on the show. Hold on, I want you to open this. This, this was because, I I had two fucking hands. because Bert, let me, let me talk about this. What quick. happened to your arm?
0: I'm an action star now. <laughs> uh, it's from the movie.
2: What happened was that joint that we couldn't bring to the rap party.
0: Oh yeah. It
2: was These sitting in my car. Fucking
0: cigars.
2: And oh, I nice. wanted to bring it to you. And That's then I ended great. up smoking it with friends and I felt terrible. Oh, you shouldn't. I terrible. felt terrible. With The mega joint, the mega joint. Oh, and of we course got you landed so with that fucking high. <laughs> and and then I felt bad because I was like, this was a pound of weed.
0: I owe Bert a pound of weed. <laughs> Here. Why don't we light an El Blunto? Do it. Well, yeah, do I'll do, do it. Do it an El Blunto. Blunto. What is it? Oh, my. Oh, what's that? So El Blunto. Yeah. El Blunto was nice enough to send me a humidor. Personalized. Oh, that's a this nice is one. a baby El because I think everything else is infused, and they may get you fucking crazy. Can you read this? Does this just say, "Just El Blunto"? El
2: Blunto, melty ice water hash
0: infused. Okay, let's get away from this one. I'll take that one.
3: Okay, here. I'll smoke like a regular cigar because I have other things to do today, and I will uh, die. <laughs> I'm a very delicate flower. I can't do it.
0: Here, you want <laughs> one of these. <laughs> what time's our next podcast at? You know. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect.
2: Is is that decent? Well, Yes, (laughs) this is a fantastic.
0: So this is a very fantastic cigar. Um, Padrone is my favorite cigar. This Padrone was a limited edition they did that I got a box of, and it was like my is my favorite smoke in the world. In the world.
2: Okay. The guy talked it up, and I was like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about cigars.
0: it looks infused. Everything looks infused. Fucking El Bluntos. Everything's. Infused.
2: No, but, no, but it says highest potency. Hold on. Is there a, ba- a bathroom yeah, nearby? Because yeah, yeah, that cold right brew
0: is power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, be right yeah. back. Okay. El Blunto. You want life? Oh, life? Do we have another one of those IPAs? The IPAs are delicious. We do, we have them inside. Can yeah, you grab yeah. no, them? No, from no, the no, inside no, 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 no. They're
2: they're in there. They're just in the they're in yeah, the yeah, back. I'll take one of those. They're, they're in the back.
0: So these El Bluntos <laughs> are fucking phenomenal, man. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy them. And I guess I've been smoking infused marijuana without knowing it. But I they're just very high-end, very enjoyable. Take can I tell you how I believe a blunt should be smoked? And this was taught to me by Snoop Dogg. He said, Take your time with it. Enjoy it. If it goes out, let it go out. Continue the conversation. Light it up again. It's a n it's an evening. It's an evening. Yeah. I sucked down one in a hotel room one time. And had a panic attack, oh, and yeah, because I was like, oh, I felt bad not, sm-. you know, like there's a panic when you got a joint to make w- sure you keep you it burning. Cross that line, yeah. And you're like, Do you want a cigar, Jeff? Yeah, here, grab, um, grab one right there. I just had the fucking cutter. Also, the inf- did I leave the cutter in the other fucking room.
2: The infused kill COVID, by the way.
0: Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Where did you get that from? Oh, that's okay. So, um, but let's. I'm curious to hear, by the way, how that mega joint? That was the first time I'd seen Dude, one of those. It was not.
2: That was it I, fucked I was me
0: up. When you, guys that. I maybe...
2: you know who I smoked it with? Soda. <laughs> our, Sorry, key gr- our key. Gr- Bert, you remember soda? Key grip. Yeah. On cap. Yeah. That's. I remember. I, I
0: remember. With. I think soda. The secret time. I think the night we had the big one floating around. I remember a couple guys got it. We pat, but. We, they were saying not to pass it because I think they were talking about COVID, and we're like, "Fucking COVID! It's a joint. We're gonna be fine." And <laughs> the COVID's not real, guys. Oh, come on. And and then we ended up smoking. We ended up smoking that joint, and he came up and hit it like he was joining a reggae band. Like,
2: <laughs> Soda is one of my favorite right. people. He is an incredible human being. Oh, he's
0: one of my favorite um, guys. <laughs> Let me see the lighter, real quick. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. So let's talk about. I have a cocktail on us. I'd like to take this moment. Yes. To apologize, to Kaylee Cuoco. I think
2: we all should. We
0: all should. I think should, we yeah. all should. And I hope, can everyone grab this clip and, and send this to Kaylee Cuoco? Kaylee, I'll tell you, what, I really genuinely fucked up. And I fucked up because I brought you on my show. And, and I, I, I don't think I was aware of any of this at the time. I'm not defending my actions. I brought you on my show, and I didn't, uh, I didn't probably take care of of you, or make you feel like you were taken care of, or allow you to have a voice at times. And and I and I and I should have, and I should have stood up for you in times the way I stood up for Pat. I should have done the exact same thing for you. I did it too much with Pat because I've known Pat my whole my whole adult career, and I and I and I. I, I, in my opinion, at the time, I wanted to make sure her opinion got out. I don't and I that was incorrect to me. I should have made sure that your opinion got out, and I should not have let in. I should not have. I should have made sure that you knew. A, you would be represented fairly in this show, which she was. She ultimately not. Nah, no, she wasn't. She. I don't know if she well, was. We or she tr- wasn't. I mean, uh, I mean, I just. It's like it's like out of all the things we said that that day, there's a lot that wasn't in. Well, which it, I'm very here's grateful. Here's the thing. For her.
3: Kaylee is one of the coolest. She's one of the coolest ever. chicks. Yeah, she was so kind so to come funny. and do the
0: show. And, and and i did not take care of her and i'll tell you the other big fucking thing i did wrong is i allowed it be, to become gossip when i would go and do press Is people were like what's oh, really? up with kaylee cuoco and miss pat And i was like i know right and i would just feed into it as opposed to going like going like hold on kaylee's the coolest fucking chick i'm very great what i should have said this is what i should have said Kelly's the coolest fucking chick i'm really grateful that she did this show it was a big fucking ask She's a huge movie, st- television star, movie star. Yeah. And we were very lucky to have her. And I, I did wrong by her. I should have said that. That's what I should have said. Yeah,
3: I really, I I really, I really love that woman. I think she's wonderful. Yeah. And the, the shit she's doing is so good. And uh, I, you know, my perspective as that was happening was, it was so interesting to hear from her and Pat. And, and it was so funny. And I think it's really funny in this show. And I hope, I hope, I don't know. It's it's difficult having gone through it, but like I, you know, it was it was a it felt like a
0: a a great interesting. It was important conversation. It was an ultimately. interesting important conversation that I thought I thought. But I think grownups, just... you should be able to do it. But what I was doing was I was making sure Pat was taken care of, which not... which was which was not fair. I should have made sure Kaylee was as taken care of. And I <laughs> I thought at times I was doing that, but there's you know there's a weird thing when you you know someone so. This sounds horrible, but you know someone's so rich and so successful that you go, and then you look at Pat and you go, "I know what she makes at clubs, you know. I know she's struggling to get this project that she's had for with Lee Daniels for like three years to get oh, off into yeah. the ground." And I and I I think I just look for my, I feel like my friend in that moment is the underdog, and I want to help her get her voice out. And some of the stuff was super volatile about like animal rights and Michael Vick, and which I don't think we kept in, but like and so and i know i have i've you know when you do comedy you just have too many diverse friends and you hear too many opinions about redemption and about the legal system and about how they feel like they're consistently getting fucked and by by the way this is before the you know black lives matter summer we experienced is before that this is that that hadn't happened yet Mm -hmm. and so I, i but but still i think i don't know i just have a lot of People that are my friends that are close to my family that are people of color, and I've heard their opinions. And that Michael Vick thing came up, and I I wasn't really fair to Kaylee. Also,
2: the booze. It, it, the you, booze Pat, help.
0: and Kaylee.
2: Joel sober because Joel doesn't drink. But but there was a lot of alcohol involved well,
3: too. I, I I also think I, I and I wasn't really aware of this. Uh, not to not to say that I'm blameless at all at all. I, I should have tracked this while it was happening. But like we're moving so fast shooting that show, I didn't realize that like people are coming in and no fucking clue what they're about to walk into. Yeah. And I'm just like jamming through shooting the show. And mm-hmm. uh, in retrospect, I, I wish I had spent more time and, uh, you know, had everyone just sort of talk about what was going to happen and and get to know each other a little bit off camera before we just thrust everyone into the surprise of, of all of this.
2: Also, Kaylee did have a hard out that day, if you remember. We'll and so her, her having to leave unfortunately it just we didn't have an exit really so it was almost kind of even cut like, together like looked, she all of a like sudden she, she just walked just off not, set. it looked like she walked off set but that was not the case it was not the case uh, she, she had a heart she out had a heart out and, and and we uh yeah i think that was yeah wild. we tried
3: to come up with like a on the fly some, some jo- sort of, joke to yeah, make that to work she, i think she yeah. just vanished but
0: I, I i genuinely i mean i'm, I'm not i'll never see kelly Cuoco again in my life i'm certain of that i'm certain that she, she doesn't by the way, she not have to forgive me. Have at you all. reached Have you reached out to her at all? No. I think
2: I'm, you should. You
0: should. You yeah. should. All right, I'll call her. She's,
2: She's cool. She's so cool. Like,
0: let's we'll see. We'll see. the we'll yeah. answers. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> Damn, this is exactly how we got into trouble in the first place. <laughs> see, there's hey, a fucking hey. See, hey, there's a broken you. hey Kayleigh, toy. you're on camera again. <laughs> there, was there's a, here's a problem with here's a problem with me and with what we do is there's a broken toy next to us, right? It's like it's like we. There's like a fucking. We, we're outside the industry. We're not industry insiders. I remember, I remember Joel saying something in that interview, and I, and I love Joel, and I and I love Kaylee, and I love Miss Pat. But Joel saying something to Miss Pat that she, he didn't realize what he had said to her, and it was the it was the definition of what made these this conversation uncomfortable. She found out. Miss Pat found out that she was on. uh 13 rules to date my teenage daughter with John Ritter. Remember this? And Miss Pat lost her shit and said you met John Ritter. And, uh, really, and I don't and, remember this. Oh yeah, and Kelly's like yeah, I knew him very well and Kelly was like the one second they connect. And then Joel said, "You got to understand, Pat. She was a series regular on a network hit sitcom at the age of 15. She's achieved everyone's goals and you I saw Pat look in her eyes like, that's not my goals. Like, my goal is not to be a, like the, the way he said it was very industry inside. Yeah. And Miss Pat looked at him like, my goal is to make sure my son doesn't get shot going to the store. My goal is to make sure I can raise my crackhead sister's daughter right. My goal, like Pat's goal set was so different. And he didn't, I understood what he was saying because I'm enough of a fucking Hollywood fucking cuck.
3: To get well, I also, how, think, I also think because it was a weird situation, Joel was trying to trying to release the tension and yeah. A, a himself. But it was like it was like, and, well,
2: that was Joel. It feels like yeah. that was more through Joel's eyes. That's what he his vision of success yeah, versus
0: Miss Pat's. There's yeah. just a it would be like it would there. be like if you said to like one of us like you don't understand. He has hair and makeup on call twenty four hours a day, yeah. and that's a great achievement. And 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 then a hockey player being like what. And so it was, it was, a, that's where I realized the disconnect was happening. And, and Pat's like, what the fuck's a
3: series? Yeah, honestly, that, that's the weird thing about the show is like that conversation, because we only had so much time and then so much time in the cut. It really was like a more fascinating uh, conversation about these different perspectives that we couldn't really honor in the short period of time that we had in the show or yeah, on we, the could, we couldn't deck. honor it and, and it and probably, really and
0: i think that's a problem like that i think it was the beginning of a much larger conversation uh, uh, i would so love that cool. conversation to continue my favorite part of the conversation when they're talking about animal rights and, yeah. and i just i just tried to get in the middle of it and stop it well because i think kaylee and and pat were
3: like on the verge or maybe made like this like beautiful connection because i think they br- they understood each other really well but we just had to like rush through it and the, that's unfortunate honestly
2: but also the amount of stuff that hit the cutting room floor floor is insane do you remember the bobby lee entrance oh yeah i shut this the hole. little asian girl
0: and see that's sometimes Things what, that if we sometimes, have more time sometimes and i hope todd hears this sometimes your head coach can be totally fucking wrong <laughs> Oh man, I've never sh- seen. I've never seen any of that footage. Actually,
2: it's it's it looks amazing. And and if we had, we what did I'm like a, we, we had did, more time. Netflix was a, already like, put, we, you know, We shot
3: like uh, a grunge or a grudge or a, um, a grudge yeah. or the, the ring style opening with this adorable kid playing Bobby in the same wardrobe. But dressed like as a monster makeup. dressed
0: as in horror makeup yeah just and like running a- around the house yeah. we spent a whole fucking half day shooting <laughs> day. yeah and i remember going is this, is gonna, this gonna work and you guys are have- like todd's really in love with it <laughs> todd's i've fucking never got seen a hard him so happy fucking- in my life
2: dude I, uh, that was that was <laughs> insane it was but we were just trying <laughs> to come up with ways for other entrances into the show outside of just coming through the gate. Like yeah. everyone's just kind of showing up and it's like, okay, how do we have another person show up to this fucking cat? That wasn't all on Todd. I was way. in love with
0: that too. It was so uh, dumb. No,
2: no, it was a great idea. We just didn't I'm have blaming time Todd. to incorporate.
0: I remember i Todd blaming talks. He pitched it to me directly and I was like, Oh yeah, he's not here. So obviously yeah, we oh, should play. Also
3: the whole Kaylee Cuoco thing is clearly Todd's fault. Oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was Todd a big, Todd. fucking
0: dodge on dumb on that grenade. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Todd. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. What was your favorite episode shooting?
0: Okay. I was shooting.
2: Or, 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 or guest. And you don't have to name one person, but like guest. What really made it for you? What were you like? Wow, this is
0: my, my favorite episode. Doesn't have my favorite guest in it. My favorite guest is Anthony Anderson. All right. My favorite was guest is Anthony good, Anderson. He was
2: a good dude.
0: He was. I learned, you know, you can learn a lot in this business from watching the way other people behave. Good and bad. My, I've always looked at bad behavior. And said, "I can steer away from that because I, I can always uh, uh, like choose to do not do bad behavior." And I learned from a lot of people what not to do. Um, what you would see sometimes is people going like, "How much? How much longer are we here?" And like, "How long? How much longer is this going to take?" And they come to me, and I always felt guilty. And that's one thing I'll never do. If I if you hire me to shoot, you've got me for twelve hours. Yeah. I'm never going to ask you to cut me early. Um, Anthony Anderson showed up early. Uh, he showed up ready. He brought uh, his own stuff. He brought cigars. He brought, I think, maybe a, a couple of bottles of nice red wine. He, oh, really? Uh, he dressed up for it. Like, he dressed himself, and he dressed himself really nicely. And The funny thing about this conversation But No, no, but, like, but like, like there's time... Oh! oh,
3: oh, get, oh get, shit. get get,
0: so a- Get a- so him. <laughs> <wait.
3: laughs>
0: yes, you should be in this conversation.
1: Oh,
3: What's going on oh, with your leg,
0: oh, man? Oh. How you doing, babe? Here, did? Uh, here, Liam. We need to get you on a mic. You want to sit no, where Halston? I well, I know, but no one can hear you, and it would be cool to hear what you said. Yeah, have I want. I want. I'll talk to you
1: afterwards.
3: No, I want you on this exactly. mic, Liam. You're a big part of this show. Get yeah, here. no you were shit. Such a...
0: Here, go sit on. Go stand by Halston's mic real quick, so that we can hear you. Um, you walked in here. Yeah, you, you, oh you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. It's So good to see hi, you, guys.
4: Leanne.
2: Hello. It's been so
3: long.
0: I know
4: I know it really has I'm busy, and, and guys. What, I don't, what I
0: don't think a lot of people understand is that our quarantine our beginning of our quarantine was spent entirely together but on on zooms yeah, yeah. every day Leanne going through notes I never looked at one fucking cut I, Leanne will watch him and go, Here's what you need to see, and I'll be like, okay, 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 yeah, okay. I started to talking to Leanne yeah. instead. Yeah, 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 Leanne was the, so fucking great, but, we, but She
2: was wardrobe. She, she was, was, was art. The FaceTimes. The
4: I was. It was insane. Wore a lot of hats. Leanne it was, actually, it was, it was actually the hats.
0: secret behind this entire show. As uh, much hardly, as, as successful I, I as this show was, Leanne definitely earned to celebrate the success in this show because she fucking yes. she with you guys. Once we went into quarantine and we had pickups, she with you guys. I was not you. I don't know. I'm certain you guys have talked about my just kind of unavailability. Just I was just because I had OCD about fucking being around people because I didn't know about this fucking Delta or this fucking COVID, and I was oh, just no, a, I, I was I a mean, mess. Yeah, and I was a mess. And Leanne, everyone was, like, was a mess. Bull. But well, it was, was a, it was like
3: it. A, a we had to like
0: have iPads delivered and lights. <laughs>
2: They'd have to be warehouse and with Like lighting the kitchen. It was like mission
4: impossible. Like your assignment today will be to open your front door and there'll be a black box inside the black box. There are two iPads (laughs) with tripods, with a stand, with a light. And I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, I can barely turn my iPad on. Like I don't even know how to turn. I remember this doing shit pickups on. for my
0: dad just and my mom. Your and dad. My mom and dad were oh, drunk. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh got that They, oh, they got drunk and we're like, okay, we're not gonna be able to shoot today. Your you dad guys, just was like, I'm I, done with this. I can't fucking. I, well, how the fuck does this work? And their audio was on, <laughs> but their video wasn't on. And you and can see
4: just, his eyebrows, and that's it.
0: <laughs> hey, crank really. the AC. Would you, Andrew? It's. It was, oh my god. It was, was but so cool. it was. Uh, we were talking about our favorite episodes. Oh yeah. And i be, and I said my favorite episode, my favorite cast member that we had, and I'm. I, and I loved everyone, I'm grateful for everyone for doing it, was Anthony Anderson. And I said, because I learned so much from him man, on how he behaved. He showed up. He never complained. He was game for everything. We're going mm-hmm. to do beekeeping. And he had the outfit on before anyone. And he was he was engaged in everything. He wanted to take part in everything. Rolfers shows up. I love Rolfer's. I love oh, D. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was making the craziest noises. Turn that wrong. Yeah. Dude, I the have all stuck in
2: my head. I was worried about Dion Cole. Do you oh, remember man. that we when, he so, when he when he started spitting blood on he set? Up blood that the That made me very uncomfortable and worried. Just from a, and did we ever oh, figure shit.
3: out that, what that was? It was a cigar, maybe, because he was because I, I, I think that was it, because he was in a, he
2: didn't know honestly, not to inhale the cigars. It was it was just, the cigars, inhaling the cigars,
3: pounding the cigar.
2: Also, when you get hit in your kidney, you'll pee blood. You know, th- things will happen. I think it could have been just if if the Rolfer just pushed something that maybe. You know, that was I, sketchy
0: when it, it, Dion started coughing and spitting up blood or it's not it way yeah that wasn't blood. fake that was that real. wasn't fake but anthony anderson was such a fucking professional meaning like top to bottom out of all the people we worked with he looked at everything like he was like tell us what we need to do tell us what like and i walked away going all right number one if I ever get to be a guest on someone's show i'm gonna i'm gonna show up I was like very cool that he was like he was early and not and if I remember correctly big J was like an hour and a half late like, like Big J showed up. <laughs> Was that out right? Out of bed. Big J, Big J had no idea what he had signed up for. I had told someone this the other day. His beard still had bed beard. What was combed? It was over <laughs> oh to the side. My God. He was sweatpants on that he had slept in. It's so
3: funny. Like the, the funny thing about this conversation, I was like locked in a closet with a headset on, talking to the cameramen the whole time. So I like didn't know the. You know, I just was focused on what was happening in front of the cameras. Jay, all this
0: stuff that was off camera, I was not aware of.
3: <laughs> Jay, was
0: like, Jay was like, was like, so. It, how, what are we doing today? And I was like. I was like, I don't know. We'll just go through it. And Jay was fun. He was funny through the whole thing. But I don't think Jay knew what he had signed up for. I thought he thought. I think he thought it was a podcast. And yeah. and, and so he was like, oh, there's there cameras and and I was like, hey, Jay, it's a pretty big production. And
2: the first scene you make him do is you laying on the bed. And he sees me naked. Well, he also naked? had just
3: flown from doing he just a cruise from New York. Yeah. I think he had been doing a cruiser. Yeah. He he basically like wrapped whatever tour like five minutes before he had to get on a flight flew in they dragged him <laughs> directly from the airport like 5 a.m 5 a.m right to the thing he was right like yeah, he was out like, of it.
0: he had no idea where he, he was like yeah, he wasn't oh late God. because he I've was never out partying <laughs> he was just like it was like big j just was like but anthony anderson was like a fucking baller like he was mm-hmm. anytime you said anything he was like i love paintball guns let's do paintball guns and he always had a good line it was like he always had and he was very open and honest with about sharing yeah. He was a, the one person I, I feel like I, we did the this season with, and I was like, we did the episode with, and I was like, I was like, I'm a, I'm lear- I just learned something today. I learned how to, cause I'm not always that guy on set. I'm more like Jay, us comics will be like, we'll show up. I know you can't start the show without me. So we'll show up when we show up. And that's how I am sometimes. And you know, 15 minutes late, it's still kind of early in my book. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> Anthony Anderson was like, no, this is a job. You guys are paying me. Yeah, I'm here. I, I got you. you. Got me all day. What do you need? I brought cigars. You like cigars? Let's do a cigar segment. Here's I'm a, I'm into fine wine. Well, he's
3: really great at like reorienting the conversation, and kind of directing from within, which was was really great to see someone yeah. that has worked that long and and uh, can just sit on camera and sort of keep things running. Yeah, uh, just that picnic table experience. stuff.
2: Like I said, a lot of stuff hit the cutting room floor, but you guys' conversations, it, it felt. <laughs> that's Dion with those bees man oh, the bees Dion the bees was terrified part too.
0: of bees and by the way Dion was great Dion was great but he was terrified of fucking bees I love it I was like <laughs> Dion I need you to spit
3: on birds I like when we were doing the bees I made you get stung because I
0: wanted Dion to shoot her back it, and it, like, back-headed. Back-headed. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would be great if you stung. get stung and I was like I don't know I got the suit on and Dion was so afraid of bees I just lifted the suit up and I was like you hey, have nothing to be afraid of look they're fine look it's not yeah. touching me and then I put my suit on top of the bee, <laughs> and it stung me and I started smacking it. And I went, motherfucker. And I really got stung. And then yeah. Dion just spit tobacco on me. <laughs> that episode was surprisingly, absolutely hilarious. And I don't think any of us going in thought we were like, I hope this works. Well, it was another one of our really short days because
3: I think Anthony had to leave earlier or something. So we had to cram in so, so much. I think, you know, the, the funny thing about the show is we had to shoot full episodes of television in a single day um often with like people that are very busy and didn't didn't have the whole day to shoot with us and it was it's a it's yeah. pretty insane to try to do that
0: i like to think i'm a jack of all trades i feel like i'm a kind of good at, at 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 a couple things in this business but there's one thing i am not good at and that is editing video and getting it out on a timely manner look fiverr If you're like me and you need people to pick up parts of the project that you can't do by yourself, Fiverr connects you with the best in class freelancers with experience in hundreds of digital specialties and every skill imaginable to help you with any project from data wizards that can turn spreadsheets into insights to voice actors who can bring scripts to life that I can do. Watch, watch this. I'll read this next part. Fiverr's global network of online freelancers is here to help. Whether you're launching your first business, scaling your current business, or in need of extra support from graphic design, copyright, maybe I'm not the best, copywriting, marketing, web design, film editing, scoring music, and more, find your talent and begin working on your project within minutes. You find what you're looking for instantly. There's no negotiation. It's easy. You can customize your search by service, deadline, reviewers, sellers, reviewers, and so many more, and there's no guessing games. You pay right up front. You don't have to negotiate last minute. They don't up your price. Pricing is always project-based, not hourly. 24-hour customer service is there to reach out with questions anytime. And these are freelancers who have worked with some of the biggest, most influential brands in the world, and they are ready for you when you are ready. Their platform is flexible enough to accommodate and manage the ebb and flow of any business. Find freelancers with specific skills you need for your next project. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code BERT. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com and the code is BERT. Again, that's Fiverr.com, code BERT.
2: So who yeah. was number two?
0: One of my favorite episodes was Donnell and, and Don Bobby. So good. What about That's you guys? Favorite? What
2: was your favorite episode? Donnell and Bobby. Donnell I Donnell and it, Bobby. It had exactly <laughs> when when I point to an episode that represents this show, I think it's that one. It had the emotional part and then just the comedy in it was yeah. so cool. well, that
3: that was that was, I think, the unfortunately too late, but that was kind of the lesson of, of how the show should go. It was not too many people. Um there was a surprise where they had some unfinished business personally some some beef but it wasn't so bad that it was going to be uncomfortable and then they were both just so willing to be honest um and their their comfortability with you was so apparent and uh it was so silly and and so uh heart-wrenching at times and and Mm -hmm. and and
0: and and I, i think there was an arc of donnell not wanting to participate and then ultimately participating which made me feel like like a goal was accomplished like there was a a a closure at the end and the other thing that was amazing about that episode is the creator of the show showed up oh was he there that day yeah he was there that day he came
2: in from canada he yeah he came from the airport and he came from the airport
0: and he showed up and you were like i want to introduce you to you know franz or whatever i don't know, forget his name i can't remember his it name wasn't, and, it was and and he uh and he was it was a canadian guy's french accent and he goes so uh i i would love to see a script if you could see a script of how of what you're shooting today and i was like ah, we're not really doing it like that he was like what and i said well it's not it's like it's it's not really i don't know it's hard to explain you'll see and then the first thing he saw was me getting a coffee enema and then getting an enema and shitting all over Bobby. And he got done and he was crying laughing. And he goes, what, what is this? This is not my show. This is, how, how would you do this? I wouldn't even know how to do this. Did, did you have these lines lined up? And I said, no. And he's like, what, what is this? This is amazing. I, I, what, I'm what? i curious, How? what is your approach? And I was like, I go, I don't really know, man. I was like, uh, we just knew that an enema, coffee enemas were popular. <laughs> Well, we came we
3: came up with all these ideas and outlines and scripts and all this stuff, and uh, had to learn not fast enough, but very fast what worked. Like you know, with Bobby and Donnell, we found that they had that they both lost their father, and they both had these different experiences with their father, and that uh, knowing that then like shaped the whole episode and what we were. And we kind of doing. found
0: that on the fly. Yeah, we did. We did scream therapy. Yeah, and they both opened up about losing their father. Great, cancelable moment was in Scream Therapy where I was like, why don't we channel each other's fathers? And Donnell's like, Bobby, I'll be your father. And he's like, okay, Donnell. And then Donnell just starts going, oh, Bobby, son. You let me down, Bobby, son. Um. And, and I'm like, hey, Donnell, you can't really talk like that. No, he actually was talking in and Korean. Then, and then he started talking in Korean to him, saying, you let me down, you're nothing. <laughs> And then Bobby goes, "Oh, why don't I just be your father?" I'm sorry, I went to prison, Donny. <laughs> and I go, "Bobby, you can't do that." And I'm <laughs> laughing so hard at these two doing what is now very inappropriate accents of each other's race <laughs> to each other, and we were crying, it fucking was laughing. Best. And it then was we got brilliant. The, it was, it brilliant. was really brilliant. But it was—it was, it was
3: it, the thing about—it was totally inappropriate. But they knew each other well enough. That was like sort of an icebreaker for that larger conversation. And you're right. I think the cool thing was like Donnell hated every second of it for the first half of the day. And then really when we ended and you guys were all in the hot tub wearing those ridiculous hats was like, you know, I, I like, I learned from both of you and uh, even through that day. And that was really nice when that
0: kind of authentic thing happened. Oh, my favorite was when we were all in the sauna.
2: In the sauna. We were all in the sauna packed together. In like
0: sardines. And we were going and doing round robin where you get hit with the birch <laughs> branch, jump in the bat, and then into the sauna. And Bob, I, I, Bobby went first, I went second, and then Donnell's like, fuck it. And Donnell did it. One Donnell yeah, did it. Yeah, that was it. We did it. That we was a it. turning point. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite part of that episode is when we got the psychic who did psychic readings to Bobby and Donnell to channel their fathers. Do you remember that? <laughs> and then she goes, okay, I'm guessing... Bobby, your your father was strict. And he was like, Yeah. She's like, he held you to a high standard. And he's like, Yeah. And she's like, Donnell, I'm 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 reading that your father wasn't around much. And Donnell goes, Bitch, you're just racist. <laughs> he goes, You just said Bobby's dad's Asian and my dad's black. And she goes, Was your dad around? And he goes, No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was in prison, okay? She's like, and you were raised by a single mother. And he's like, Oh, motherfucker, you're just doing statistics now. It was, and we were crying fucking yeah. laughing it was that that was the funnest like easy lifting funnest episode probably one of the more emotional episodes was Nikki, and for me was Nikki and, Nikki caitlin, and caitlin. Cause, caitlin yeah because Kate, my dad caitlin was a hero to my dad and i got to have that cool fucking moment of my dad fucking melted breaking down and, and then i fucking cried apparently i just cry these days but it was it was so fucking cool, and Caitlin was game.
2: I was gonna say everything. she reminded me of Anthony Anderson in the sense that she showed up, she was ready to work, she had like,
0: she did. I,
2: she, I was worried about her going into it, like she got yeah, she was pretty late. Fear, How much and, gonna pushed
0: the day. She was great. She was great to work and with. ready to talk about anything. Uh, I remember yeah. them giving me a list of jokes. Do you remember that? <laughs> they're like they're gonna shoot arrows at you. Here's a list of jokes, and I was like, um, have these been greenlit by Netflix? And they're like, yeah. Everyone's looked at him, and I was like, "I'm supposed to say this to Caitlyn Jenner," and they're like, "Yeah." What were those? I don't even remember. Oh, the first one was, "Hey, Caitlyn, did you name your dick before you chopped it off?" And Caitlyn (laughs) was like, "Oh my god, okay." And I don't remember this. at (laughs) all. that's horrifying. Did John
2: Oliver go rogue?
0: (laughs) And and they were (laughs) like, they were like the most aggressive transitioning jokes, and and Caitlyn was cool, didn't get upset, rolled with it laughed and and was like and didn't have a problem it was like i get it it's a comedy show they all got edited out but it was like the list of jokes that i ran by as they were shooting arrows were fairly a roast joke they were roast. Oh, jokes. during the arrow bit yeah they were
3: roast jokes yeah yeah i, I vaguely remember this oh but the, my lord yeah <laughs> i mean that that was that was a really fascinating episode to shoot i um,
2: the emotional piece when she asks you, you know, when did you know you were a boy? That whole conversation took it to a, another level. Like that, those, yeah. those were the walls we were breaking. I feel like they gave say walls we were breaking. Yeah, no, no, but seriously, to to take it about, you know, it, yeah, it's a it's slapstick comedy, fun things happening, but having that emotional appeal was what really I think made this show so popular. People were like, oh, there's a lot of heart here.
0: Yeah, it what, wasn't what, just. What did yeah. you think, Liam? What was like a sleeper moment for you in the show? Where you were like, like, what were your top fav- top f- top five favorite moments in the show?
4: Top five top favorite two, moments? Top
0: Three. Top two. Top one. Well, I
4: loved the Donnell and Bobby the whole episode. From I loved the reluctant participant.
1: Yeah,
4: Donnell was just a reluctant participant. Like, no, no, no. Okay, the yep. whole episode.
0: And Bobby giving me an enema. Donnell reading the distri- directions. <laughs> oh, and when that when that coffee enema wasn't inserted right. Well, no, when they. They fucked up the coffee emina emina and enema and it went all over me and I thought and we thought there was shit all over the place because it was coffee and we. Do you remember it. what we had to dress the crew in for that scene? Oh Everyone, was, yeah. like <laughs> oh Everyone,
3: was, Everyone was in <laughs> hazmat. Oh my god! Everyone was in hazmat suits. Do you
2: remember the <laughs> medical sign offs leading up to that? Like getting, do you remember all that back and forth with like you having to sign off that if something if, were to if happen, if I'm to die, and I was yeah.
0: like, wait, hold on.
4: From a coffee enema?
0: Well, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they were like, and the guy, I remember the doctor being, they brought a doctor. He took yeah, my blood pressure. Doctor in. Took my blood pressure. He's like, your blood pressure was up. I was like, that's not the least of our worries right now. I remember <laughs> fucking Bobby Lee's putting coffee up my ass. And he was like, no, that's not going to happen. And I was like, what? And he's like, I, yeah. I can't let you do that. And he's like, I can do it to you. And I was like, what? And he's like, I'll do it to you back here. You walk out with the coffee in your asshole. And I was like, what? No, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> you
3: walk. That was his bitch. You and walk He goes, out he with goes, coffee he goes, goes
0: I can give you an enema right now and then you can hold it in you. And I was like, I'm not going to hold uh. water in my ass. I go, and he goes, "Here's the deal. Just don't have him load you up." And I went, "What?" And he goes, "Don't just don't have him fill you up all the way. Like he, he, that's where what we're gonna get mean? in trouble." And so I was like, "So Bobby, don't go too hard." And Bobby's like, "Sure." <laughs> and he puts the, the enema in my ass and just and empties it. And I'm like, uh. "Oh my god, it's coming out!" <laughs> and I shit the enema water right immediately right out. And and then they were like, "Cut, next one. We're up. We're up." <laughs> and and the fucking creator of the episode is just staring there going, so how did you guys come up with this?
4: <laughs> Crazy. I also liked you and Tom and Joey. I liked that episode a lot too, because um, you guys are really friends. and so that was such an easy thing to watch. Maybe because mm-hmm. I know you're really friends and I'm used to seeing you together, but, and I loved miss Pat experiencing like the sound bath and oh, all Pat these things the that were bath. so foreign and her in the lake just killed me.
0: Oh, her in the lake. I couldn't tell if she was joking. Yeah, I still don't know because no, no, I, she doesn't. I, I, I think that was real.
4: No, she can't swim. Yeah,
0: I think that was. We, we went down was there. We called like
2: all this like, long half it was so days. So cold too. The water The water it was, was over freezing. like three seconds. <laughs> that's where I say Kaylee Kaylee Cuoco was awesome because she was down. She got it, you know.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's when I was like, when when we put Pat in the wetsuit and then put her on the inner tube and pushed her out. And she said, I can't swim. And I remember looking around going, we haven't, I didn't, that, that tracks. I like, can make sense. She, she well, the could, water was also like a foot deep in that whole yeah, area, but, <laughs> but, but it was free. And, and it was I couldn't cold. tell oh, if uh, she yeah. was joking it was January. or not joking. And she was frozen like her body. And Joel and I tried to get her out of the inner <laughs> tube and it was a fucking, and I remember popping up going, did we shoot this? Cause it happened so fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah. That we were yeah. in and out of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's supposed to be a half our day and all this other stuff was supposed to happen. And then I lost the car keys. I literally lost the car keys. I don't know if you're joking or not. No, right that was literally, literally lost. And the that car, car
3: keys. that we're using was the production designer's. And yeah. then my and SUV, then my and was... he, had to, he had to use it for the rest of the day for the shoot. <laughs> you know, we lost. The keys.
0: <laughs> we, yeah, we, I fucking lost the keys. It was a fucking uh, poor Justin. Poor yeah.
4: <laughs> I also liked a lot of the time the talks you had with Anthony Anderson and Dion at the end of the day you know i think it yeah. was interspersed throughout the whole episode yeah. but that kind of end of the day the four guys sitting around shooting the shit i thought you talked about some really great stuff in that moment so there's one the of my favorite
0: conversations anthony anderson had with me and jay and dion and me jay and i'm not, I'm just just saying this but me jay and dion are all working comics mean we make our money touring yeah. mostly um predominantly the three of us and anthony is more of he's done stand-up but he's more of a, a stage f- film tv guy mm-hmm. and we were talking about our first times doing stand-up and anthony anderson told us about his first time and we had all knew the club we all knew the club that he was like the hollywood comedy club or the los angeles comedy club it was down it was down by roscoe's chicken and waffles in uh, uh, yeah on venice or i think venice is it or whatever down there pico Mm-hmm and he goes yeah yeah man i made a big mistake and we're like what was it and he goes well i went in excited and i sat up front knowing that i was going to go up like eighth and i just started heckling everyone i (laughs) know we were like what and he was like yeah i heckled everyone that fucking that was going up before me and i was killing as a heckler and no one could get a joke in and then they said uh up next anthony anderson and i got on stage and the fucking comedians all sat in the front row and destroyed me, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And he was like, "Yeah, man, I got really gunshot. It was a really great story that Jay and Aunt, Jay and Deon. like, "How have I never heard this story?" And he's like, "I haven't told you this." And we were like, oh, "Yeah, it was that that whole fucking." It was an experience of a lifetime. I, it was it was, I, without a doubt, one of the purest representations of of who I am. Meaning, like, I, I don't think. I don't think there were, it was like, you'd come up with an idea and then we just shoot it. And I mean, there was a lot of nudity on my part, but do you remember, do you remember like, I mean, one of my favorite things of like a collaboration is when Miss Pat comes in and I I did the, I I did the first take and I got out and I had steam on me and you were like, Oh, Oh my God, that's going to look cool. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah,
3: that, that's how that happened. I don't think we intended for her to be nude when she walked in, but yeah. you were like steaming. It looked like you were on well, fire. No, you know what it was?
0: You know what it was? Is I would come. By the way, I, I mean, listen, guys, I'm i I'm a, I'm, an, I'm a, I'm a professional. I remember I came to work that day. I was a little hungover, and you're like, hey, Pat's running like a little bit behind, and I was like, ugh, and I was like, okay, I was like no, she just got into hair and makeup. I was like, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go hop in the hot tub and have a cigar and you're like and you're like oh cool let's shoot that let's shoot let's shoot let's and that's the opening we have of me in that hat doing the all the artwork all the pictures was us just fucking around the hot tub and and shooting stuff in the hot tub and then i got out and you're like wow you're steaming and then you guys were like oh (laughs) this is how we greet pat she's gonna come down you run out naked holding your junk but you got to get really hot so that your steam is like over and it was such a beautiful shot of me running around, stopping, holding my dick, and steam just coming off my body. Yes. I was like, hey, you're here early. She was like, what? And then she goes, why are you on fire? Should, why are you I on fire? It, it was
2: January in the mountains of Malibu, and I don't think people realize how cold That's it got freezing. up there. I mean, it was fucking cold. Miss
4: Pat says something about your junk being like a chicken wing or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I laughed hysterically when she said that. You know, something That's about one of her,
3: it's one of her bits in her half hour. Is it? Yeah, ah,
4: yeah. oh, dang it, she got me. Bert has always said, I, and I think this show actually was something he'd always asked for. He'd always asked for someone to just let him and his creative team just kind of do whatever. And even though you didn't really just do whatever, you definitely had a plan and a structure and a production schedule and all that stuff. What you just described was doing whatever. I'm just going to get in the hot tub and oh my God, you're on fire. (laughs) And it just kind of became whatever. And I think that happened as an observer from the outside over and over again throughout every single day of the shoot where Mm -hmm. you just all of a sudden be like, we'll just do whatever. And then we'll do these other things that we have planned and produced. And I thought it would just made it so rich
0: and what was cool is yeah. that everyone that worked at Netflix knew all these personalities yeah so like Ben cavey I, I gotta I, I I don't I don't think I've ever really celebrated Ben Ben's uh co- I'm, I'm the wrong word I'm thinking of a contribution to the show meaning mm-hmm. how much of a fat thumbprint is Ben and Ben wanting it to be what he wanted it to be and, and having a vision for the show and then allowing that to morph and kind of like guiding us in the right direction. He was really Well the cool thing about the cool thing about Ben is he he was a producer in the
3: UK of all of these great comedy shows and similar comedy shows the Tiger Aspect. And you know he's one of uh this is a little inside baseball, but he's like one of the few comedy execs who is is a producer and was a producer most of his life. So being an executive is new. So it was it was really good for me to be able to talk to him um, because he actually has experience, like having to deal with this stuff on set, and <clears throat> and has been through the. He's been the, through it all. He he's didn't, been through he the fire.
0: Didn't he do a Jack Whitehall? Yeah, show? He's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Whitehall's show is fucking awesome. Yeah,
3: Jack's so funny. And he, yeah. he,
0: I remember him saying that when he got there, he's like, "This is kind of my strong suit is working with comics and helping creative with comics." And I remember being and like, particularly yeah. this hybrid of like reality and and scripts. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember like him coming in when, when we realized we weren't going to get scripts out. And he was like, OK, like, and I think a lot of executives would have just been like, this is when I sign up for. I'm out. I'm out. Fuck it. You know, like, let's fucking. But Ben came in and was like, OK, let's see what we got. And we put stuff up on the board. And then he was like and and he kept going, like, I remember he kept pushing us going. We, we should definitely try to get a celebrity. Like, it, it would help our show. Trust me, it would help our show. And and when he realized we weren't, he was like, OK, then let's lean to their strengths. And 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 and, and he. I, the thing that people loved about it is they felt like it wasn't you know like uh that it it, it was something that people weren't making because we were taking really big swings and that entirely has been letting us take big swings well also i think i think like the the struggle we're in where we're talking about all the time because we, we had a bunch down. of netflix people on set by the way a bunch of Netflix yeah. people were on, be on set, yeah they were coming and they were fucking always like laughing and like throwing in like go harder go harder oh yeah like, we had a, we had Vicky a great gr- we she, had a great no, gr- yeah, gr- nothing Piano. but, yeah.
2: she was awesome she was awesome oh, she's the best um and she's literally how we met
0: yeah
3: it well and it's funny that. thing is like i th- i think like we had all these time constraints we had we had to adjust constantly it was like a constant we we're trying to figure out as we we're doing it but i think like it was all in the spirit of keeping the show authentic in some way yeah. and that's a difficult thing to figure out particularly when you're running around and there are all these other demands of of we need talent from you know F that's bigger that we don't know from like Netflix smartly their marketing or whatever. Uh we had to kind of like fall into this new thing that was more about theme and heart than it was about jokes and script. And and mm-hmm. uh I think that thanks to you, uh is how the why the, the show turned out so well. Because I think that's like the spirit of you captured was this like just infinite positivity and fun that's why i said that's why i
2: said i don't think there were a lot of people who could have done what you did you
0: know oh well Uh, thank you i I definitely learned so much from the show and took it to the making of the machine and was like all right i remember thinking someone was like as we're getting ready to make the machine they're like you know there's a couple scenes and i was like that we'll be fine we'll be totally fine trust me we'll be fine And they're like, but I know. But when I was like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. It's like, I I love that. This was a warm up for that. (laughs) That's that's,
2: no, no, no. But I think that's so cool because I I know the machine is going to be incredible. A buddy of mine went down to Kale's and and saw some of the dailies and said it looks amazing.
0: Yeah, And and I was very, very lucky to work with the I'm telling you, man, my short list of people that I will that like I'm forever grateful for. Todd Garner both of you uh the team over at Netflix because because I will say the same thing as we transition and and I go Kale Mm. Peter Atencio the team over at Legendary yeah the team at Legendary is identical to the team at Netflix you you know we shoot the first day with Joey and Tom and and Ben's like uh, Ben texts or calls me or something and he's like I think we're gonna have a massive success this is fucking great keep doing it keep going like and just very positive in the first day of shooting uh josh over at legendary the you know owns legendary yeah. or whatever yeah. he texts me him and mary parent text me and they were like this is amazing this is the direction we want to go like just a really like collaborative Yeah, that's a fun. great group those, those people attend is an old friend of mine too and he's such a good dude but he he's like you he doesn't get phased. he doesn't get no. shaken
3: he's like he's like it's funny after i guy. finished tag he called me i hadn't talked to him for years but we kind of came up in parallel, making a lot of like web, web comedies, comedy videos for no money. And, and, uh, and talk, he was out here and I was in New York at the time. And we talked a lot and like, he was the first person when I rap tag. And when you rap a movie, it's like coming out of a war, <laughs> dude. <there is laughs> and a, he was like, let me take you out for
0: a beer right now. Dude, <laughs> it's what's so interesting is when I got, when we wrapped, God, when we wrapped the cabin, I remember going like, I, I remember being like, it's the same feeling. It's like a depression you go into. You're yeah. like, what's mm-hmm. it? did I do everything I could have did I Should I have stayed later that night or, or like when they wrapped and, and I like, yeah. or, or should I have gotten should, And I'm a one thing I remember thinking is, should I have not drank that entire thing? Like I look a little overweight. Like, do you think that's going to throw people? And, and I remember you guys being like, I, I don't think anyone's going to be caught on that. You're, and you, you just said, we just shot a special. You're the exact same size. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck you're worried about. Like, and plus you're like, your asshole is out. No one's looking my at my asshole. <laughs> You're is out. five pounds heavy. I mean, right so now. much male there frontal nudity. There was a nudity.
2: lot of nudity in this. There's so much More frontal, than frontal than male nudity. I didn't even realize nudity. it during
3: edits. Where I was like, "Whoa, we
0: really made this." Uh, yeah, and you got to remember, exercise. we're in the edits. Did we with, show that to no it? blurs?
2: Where well, the, the edits blurs coming I remember coming having it. Netflix
0: in, and it is my cock. <laughs> On oh, the big and, screen, and and they're like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a bit very familiar with your junk over yeah. the editing court. I was in there for like six months, staring at your dick. Oh, it was because <laughs> the same experience oh, as Ari.
3: I guess, my favorite,
0: my favorite moment is where I'm laying, I'm laying. It's the end of the day with Big J. No, with and we're doing we're doing a uh, uh, good morning shots, <laughs> and I'm I'm wrapped, and, and, and you're like, hey, we need you to wake up grab that glass of wine that's sitting next to you t- oh, take, right, yeah. take a sip and then just get, get out just get up and i'm naked <laughs> i'm naked i'm laying on my back i'm naked and i have a thing and there's an assistant camera operator and, I, and a, a female and i said so when you, guys signed, when you guys signed up for this project, like how do they do that? Like do you, do they like give you a thing and say, you know, just so you know, you're going to be seeing a lot of male nudity and are you comfortable with that? And she just goes, I was told this was comedian cars were getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, are you, I go, I'm, did you not know you'd see me naked? She goes, I was never told there would be male nudity. And I was like, oh my God, Is I'm that, so sorry. She goes, no, 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 I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm trying to think of fine who with that it. Was. Was and that, she goes, she was like, it's "I'm fine with it," kids and kids she goes, "She goes, well. I just was not." I mean, no, it was know. a
2: female. It was um, it was a female. Yeah, it was female. Yeah, it was one of our. I think she was an AC.
0: AC camera. Yeah, she she was was an a, AC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: saw, yeah. And her, I was like, well, "I was saw like, her last night, actually."
0: <laughs> and she was like, "No, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it." She goes, "No, but I definitely was not told that this is what the show." She goes, uh, I, I, she goes, I didn't." She goes, I've seen a lot of things on this show that I didn't expect to see. I've heard, of, I the, like,
3: I've heard of her and her uh, boyfriend or fiance for years and they had no fucking clue what they were about to see. And and the crew was so... i I, I talked to them before those things happened and I was like, guys, like, um, you know, you don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and they were <laughs> <naked> <laughs> just like...
0: Every, then they got to be like, every scene, they were like, is Bert naked in this one? Or uh, I, remember, <laughs> I, remember, again, I, again. I remember saying, what should I do for with wardrobe and someone goes why don't you just get naked and i went okay and they're like no no i'm joking and i was like no i actually think that works (laughs) that was the it was the it was such a fun fucking experience and then to roll into a movie after doing that and going like you know i might my 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 pivot of the depression of this show because you shoot a show and then you're like i hope it's good and we go and i'd watch an edit but like you know for whatever reason and and everyone has their favorites but the the miss pat one was a banger and the one when we looked at the cuts was a little slower and yeah. that is you guys and netflix kind of shaping the show in the edit and making it the the music the home fortune
2: themester fitting that in uh, well what well, we had, we that was jo-
3: another huge part of this show working was uh josh Crockett, the editor yeah. Movie, oh yeah he uh i mean honestly he did probably more heavy lifting
2: than <laughs> this whole the thing he's, he's, show. we had to really like he figure had to find out the show
3: we had to find the show which you always do in the edit, but uh it was one that was really fun to kind of figure out a new way to structure a show like this, and I, I I kind of like stole it from some of my favorite podcasts. Like Radio Lab does this where it's sort of non-linear, and they're, they're using an interview at the end to narrate back through the whole live part, which really was weird and fun, and I'd never really seen it in a show before. So that was like a uh, small but really fun creative part of that led process. to the
2: fireside chats the fireside chats implemented. Well, like, um, that, well, I, that I, was I just, like your, came up
0: with that on the fly yeah. and hoped it would work yeah well, and it was sort of did, a pain in the ass the whole time we were shooting but we uh, did the one with tom and joey where we had to smoke oh, the joint yeah. and, the, and the fireside chat was so funny so fucking funny <laughs> joey just was such a, a force that Tom and Tom and I got done. We're like, we did not speak this episode, and 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 I, and I remember you guys being. It's okay. We all laughed hysterically. Well, Tom laughing
3: at Joey is so charming, oh. so adorable. The yeah. three of you guys together
0: is so cute. But
2: also, you guys smoked that massive,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: joint. The, I, the next then, thing did you, you know, know,
0: did you because you know that that was the day Georgia got her learner's permit.
4: I don't remember.
0: Do, and then we took that. Georgia out for a ride. I came home that night.
4: I don't remember. Oh
0: well, good. It's better that you don't remember.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I block all that shit out. I and heard. so,
0: but yeah, that was a, that was a really. I mean, it, it was a, it was such a cool. I remember Fortune. I was in that mud bath. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a fucking awesome mud bath. It was So fucking funky. I'm in the mud bath. I think I'm in a thong or in a speedo. Yeah, or in naked, a speedo, I think. Yeah. And I go. I need to clean myself. And Fortune clean myself. It was cleaning me. She's hosing me down. And then I said, "Get my winker," and I, and she goes, "What?" And I said, "You need to clean my asshole." And she goes, "All right, pull your pants down," and I, she starts spraying it. And I said, "I said, how many men's assholes?" And she goes, "Never, never. You're my first one." And I said, "You've never seen a man's asshole?" And she goes, "No." And I, no, I'm guaranteed I'll never see another one. <laughs> and and but it was like everyone was game to have a good time. And, and by the way, just to be very clear, we, I talked to every female person on the thing yeah about consent because i was mm-hmm. like i was like all of them i nikki i remember i, I was very clear i was like nikki you're about to see my asshole i need you to consent if you do not consent you don't have to see my asshole <laughs> edit it out edit it out but she's like i consent i consent to your maybe it was in i consent <laughs> that, to see your asshole. That made it. i consent to seeing your asshole and I was like, I, and forcing came out. And I go, I'm in the phone. You consent to see me na- possibly naked? I consent. I consent. Across I the board, because it was just after the Me Too thing, and I was like, I'm making sure everyone's yeah, consenting.
2: You, right. Remember, we <laughs> went we're, back and forth a little so bit. We're so
0: adamant about this.
2: With you coming out of the hot tub with Miss Pat, I remember there was a little bit of questions there of like, is it appropriate for you to be greeting Miss Pat naked? No, I was worried. I was
3: worried yeah. about that for we, sure we in the edit. Because we just didn't
2: want to give the wrong
3: because you guys are impression. like old. Yeah. yeah, it's not the first time she's seen you naked and, and definitely not the first time and it, and it will be the last time
4: <laughs> yeah i think she's had enough
0: yeah she by she's the time yeah well, at least we got that we don't need to shoot that yeah <laughs> but coming out coming out with my hand on my junk and then and her seeing me i it was just it was such a it, you know it was such a great group of people that were game for everything including even when they weren't like donnell he still was you know yeah. and even like he wasn't like with with Dion, with the he still was like he didn't like bail and go. My blood pressure is one seventy over one twenty. They think I'm having a stroke. Like whatever the fuck, I'm bleeding out of my face. Like he still fucking stuck around and shot the rest of the episode. What, did he, was his blood pressure? His blood pressure up? was high, it wasn't that bad? It was like one fifty over ninety, but they were it like was lower than Matthews. It, this, yeah. <laughs> did, did, you,
2: did you know that
0: that night
2: I? I went to CVS and bought a blood pressure machine because the guy freaked my blood pressure was high. Yeah, he, really. he was like a, a Cuz I was old. on stress levels because we were trying to get yeah. that you know, we were yeah, like we, this was after weeks and weeks of just being buried deep in craziness. Yeah, we all it, it was great. I but believe it was crazy. And like, so that night remember I was you know, you guys were Dion got his blood pressure taken because he was spitting blood and all yeah. that. And I went up and I was like, hey, do you mind just, you know, giving my and I honestly in my head something told me I was like, I do feel a little, you know, like I just want to check what it is. Coming a right ringing
0: now. in my ear. And he
2: I I, for, I forget the exact reading, but um I texted it to my mom and my mom was like go to a CVS immediately and get a blood pressure machine and call me back. And I went and I I left set. That's why I, I, I wasn't there when you guys at the immediate wrap, because I went and I got a blood pressure machine. I had to bring it down because it was really fucking high.
4: It was oh. an intense moment in time.
2: It was an intense moment in yeah. time, but the it also, time. yeah. I'm going to text you later for your um, cardio person.
0: Oh, he's great. He's great. He's all of ours. I mean, not to tell, i sure you can, I probably can't tell who, all goes to my cardiologist, but it's every comic, the parties.
2: I know and Jeff had good reviews. Yeah. We're all like, we got to do this now before it's yeah, too yeah. late. You, you know, I feel like we, we, you know,
4: cause I guarantee you this will not be your last stressful. No, not at all. And
2: it's, as you go, it always happens. It's managing these things, but I yeah. think the pandemic a little bit was almost like a, it was a double edged sword. There was some positivity to it because totally. everybody was forced to just kind of chill for a minute. Yeah. And, um,
0: and that luck. helped
3: these things looking at your you are peeing yeah the most right <laughs> I have to and I actually have to get See, ready to are awesome. I'm so
2: sorry leave? Leave? we'll yeah. wrap
0: this up we'll wrap this up um, I love it. what was that? Oh, I want to play I want to play do you have the well, I the have clip? a question what's your question the
4: number one email I get because I read his emails is are you going to do another season
0: I'd be totally up for it and I'll tell you why I I would be it. It. I I'd, so I'd be up for it I get so many emails I'd be up for it and I'll tell you oh. why the number one fan of this show and a guy who wants to do it is Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, (laughs) Snoop Dogg. So we shot the, I think we were shooting my Go Big Show before The Cabin was out. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about it a lot. And then Snoop got done and went on Netflix and he saw The Cabin. And I called him one afternoon and I was like, what's up? He was like, you're a bad motherfucker. And I said really and he goes that cabin show is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I said you liked it? And he goes I want to be a guest. I got to be a guest. When are you doing season 2? And I was like Snoop, I hate to tell you this. If you're in, I guarantee you Netflix is in. <laughs> we got to get it going. I would do I would do a season 2. And I think I think you know it's so things... crazy to me that that like, Snoop Dogg watched the show. Oh, I think I think I, I think, think
4: a lot of people watch this. A lot of people i did did am surprised
0: show. how many people know this show. And I think I I, I mean I know that I know that it's I, I'm I get What's,
4: so many emails saying that's the that's the show that got up that person through the pandemic. Yeah that, that show got them through the pandemic. Yeah. I mean it was yeah. it
0: was tough because there's no I mean, very candidly, the show comes out in the pandemic, does very well. There's no way to shoot any TV show for the next seventeen months or next yeah, probably ten months. So there's no I mean, talking to Netflix, they're like, Yeah, we're not we're not gonna do a season two because we're we're not shooting anything. Yeah. And 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 then I was like, I was like, Yeah. I was like, ah, that stinks. But then everyone starts getting other projects. You start doing other projects. And then all of a sudden, when people are like, hey, man, are you into doing another season of the cabin? And that's everyone asked me if I would do another season of the cabin. And I, and for a while, I was like, no, I think it was good for be it what it was. I think mm-hmm. it was a cool like, you know, when you see Ricky Gervais talk about, you know, the office and just doing like 10 episodes or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I go, yeah, that's it. Like, I, I am cool because we had talked about what didn't we talk about yeah i was trying to think about we talked about doing season two on a boat or something yeah
2: a boat and then there was the road trip also yeah yeah and we were talking
0: in an rv or something like
2: just hitting the road
0: we had talked about doing different versions of what a season two would look like yeah and uh but then you know the pandemic kind of got away from us and and i think our opportunity to then transition which which would have happened i think naturally is they that first week when I've been, I remember and Ben calling me I was on the road and he was like congratulations you have, a, you, have a, you have a massive hit uh, uh enjoy yourself tonight and celebrate your success it was a great fucking call it was a great fucking call Ben Ben Cavey has always been extremely extremely sweet to me and very honest and very honest yeah and um and and I think that when they would have been like let's do a season 2 no no one you couldn't make television and then all of a sudden I think when you know, the way it works is, you know, by the time they can make television, they've already got a list of new things they want to do. But, you know, we, I think I'm still working with Netflix right now on a few different projects and uh, that are not pers- I can't really talk about it. But uh, but uh, and then the movie and I think, you know, we, we may have an opportunity. And the number one thing is, I mean, I'm certain is. <laughs> Is if I would be into doing it, and I'd fucking definitely be into doing it. It would be so, it would be so much
2: especially fun, especially now that we know what the, now, what the hell now, we're now
3: doing. Now that we know, I would fucking, just love to do it and not be so stressed out because we know.
0: what. First episode: so Kelly Coco and this path.
4: Clip this out, and I'm going to send it to Ben. <laughs> the redo.
3: Yeah, clip it out.
0: Clip it out, to ben. and I'm going to send it to Ben. Um, well, we can. Go, I can call Ben if, and this is the number reason. I wonder if I still have Ben's number.
2: Well, wrap Matthew out. He's got to go. I have to go. I'm so sorry.
0: What do you got for the rest of your day?
2: I'm playing golf.
0: <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> what time is it?
2: I'm sorry. I've gotten into have it. Pain. I've gone down the rabbit hole. I'm now playing. Um it's it was the it was the quarantine sport. Oh yeah. It was the one thing you could do outside with, you know, a lot yeah, of business a lot of i I've never played golf of, in my entire life. <laughs> Our it's daughters joined awesome.
4: the high school golf team because of that. Because that yeah, was a yeah. sport they could play in the pandemic. Oh, really? They're so both playing golf in high school.
0: Oh, it's fucking awesome. Dude, it, it's yeah. cute. It um speaking of which I gotta shoot a golf promo. Gentlemen, I wanna I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you. Uh, very much for one of the coolest experiences of my life it was a fucking blast i had more fun making that show and it was a more of a representation of who i am to to people that wouldn't know or my fans and it was a great representation of all my friends and and uh and i could not done it without you and and uh and todd uh uh might i say the right name todd yeah jesus christ i'm like fucking <laughs> buzzed it was Garner, yeah, Todd Garner. Jesus Christ, I, 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 had, I had like <laughs> a fucking
3: a quarter of that beer and forgot everyone's name. But no, but, and
0: and all those and everyone at Netflix for being as generous as they were. It was the coolest fucking experience of my life. I'm glad we finally did this podcast. And, yeah, it's and so nice to it. see you after all this time. It's, it's great. And right scenes. back yeah. at you
2: too. It was such a great experience to do it with someone that you love, you know, love and respect. To get to work on. Same with Todd. Same with you. That's what makes these makes these things great. Yeah, I'll, I'll gonna, take the high blood pressure for it.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, was, yeah. It's nice to do this just because it was really fun, and, but it was so fast and it was really more stressful than it seems. Um, now we know. And it was now a, we know.
0: It now was we, a we really know. Lovely experience. We need twenty nine days, not twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: let's do thirty six. Yeah,
0: let's do thirty six. Let's, let's just <laughs> let's do thirty six on a fuck in Hawaii. Yeah, let's yeah, do man, it in Hawaii man. next time. Six Puerto Rico is looking really shoot. nice, right? Six months, months yeah. minimum. Yeah.
2: Six months minimum in yeah. Hawaii. And shout out to what are these called again? I've got to
0: look. This El up. Blunto. This was delicious. El Blunto. Take the rest of the joint with you for God. I am yeah, that yeah. one. I am. And I does also, Joey have these too? Does I these also want to say. Uh, Thank you to Leanne Kreischer, Aww, because you you were a it's not on the it's not on the the list as an executive producer, but you were a silent executive producer that got so much shit done. And without you, watch, And I, the one thing I want to say just the, post this, ped,
4: post after when we got home. But w- but one of things, the things, the
0: one moment when my depression of, of the show laxed, I remember sitting in the room and Leanne was laughing hysterically on the couch, and I go, I walked out, what the fuck are you laughing at? She goes, the cabin, and I went, what? She goes, this show is fucking hilarious. And I was like, you think? And she's like, Bobby Lee and Donnell are fucking hilarious. And I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, Bert, all these episodes are great. And I was like, are you being serious? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I, and all of a sudden I was like, fuck, I can't wait till this comes out. Yeah. I, honestly, Leanne, I feel, I feel the same way. Like, I watched Aww.
3: six months of these cuts and couldn't. I couldn't tell if it was good, bad, or what was working or not. You get and, lost and having in it. you like really feel great about it was a
4: it was really important yeah. to me. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I, and I also, enjoyed it. It was fun.
3: And also you you have a long list of credits. You were a gaffer, you were a cameraman, Pear, you're a make-up,
0: regular, you were a you were talent, you were an executive producer. She did, she did uh, craft services oh, once COVID with the ice officers. cream when the ice cream yeah. showed up.
4: Oh, man. We did, yeah. I did hey. location. Yeah. <laughs> I location. By did the way, this
0: was a room, this was a location in one of the was We, we built a wall this
2: to mimic it. the wall of the <laughs> cabin
0: that you would sit in. I just threw that
2: wall
4: out. I that was crazy we that moved. we were
2: able to make that work. Though. Was that was crazy, but we made it work. That was, that was COVID. The whole thing uh, was crazy. A testament it so to the fun. three
0: people in this room. Gentlemen, Leanne, thank you for a successful series. It was a fucking blast. And Ben Cavey, if you're listening, let's do season two. Season two, Ben. Puerto Love Rico. It. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, man. Awesome. Great. That was, great. That was fun. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. One second, you gotta play the, you gotta play the thing, you gotta play the thing. Okay, hold on, hold on. This is the Did you ever see these? We so just so you know, we tried to get celebrities to do our show, and so we shot this, this we shot this this sizzle to send oh to celebrities. God, terrified. I to, and so we sent it to what like hundred and fifty celebrities. This is
2: how we got Anthony.
0: This is how we got Anthony. This I is think, how, yeah. and by the way, Once, it worked one <laughs> time. It worked one and time. And Caitlyn too,
2: right? I, I think, think ca- they all got it. I think.
0: Okay. No, I absolutely love it, guys. I think it's a brilliant idea. Now we need an A-lister. <laughs> hey, my name's Bert Kreischer. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have a new series on Netflix called The Cabin. And you're getting this message because, quite honestly, I am a huge fan of yours. Donnie and or Mark Wahlberg. Now, I know you already want to pass. I understand that. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't pass. A, it shoots in Malibu. Really easy, right? B, we only need you for half a day. So you're in and out of there. C, it's super light lifting. Now, if you're still on the fence, let me tell you a little bit about me. Well,
2: please welcome uh, Bert
0: Kreischer.
2: We welcome. Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Athlete. B- resting heart rate of 47? 47. That's pretty crazy, man.
0: When I was 22, I got involved with the Russian mafia. Here's how it happened. Time's off for the boys. On, hey, thank you for taking the time. <laughs> In class, I completely understand. But please consider me for I love this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We sent those to everyone. Who is this one? Who is this one? (laughs) Hey, my name's Bert Kreischer. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have a new series on Netflix called The Cabin. And you're getting this message because, quite honestly, I am a huge fan of yours. Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I know you already want to pass. I understand That's that. Fine. I'm going to tell you why you said that. was the best. <laughs> put this on your, your
2: socials. I should put, this,
0: should on put this on Instagram. I should put this on Instagram. Wait, who's this one? Hey, my name's Bert Kreiser. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I have a new series on Netflix called The Cabin. And you're getting this message because, quite honestly... I am a huge fan of yours, Josh Gad. (laughs) I know you already want to pass. I understand that. I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't pass. That's great. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, guys. Uh, Amazing.